Happy Friday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Over Under Live right here on 1252 Sports Entertainment out of Chicago. I'm your host, Harry the Greek. If you notice, my co-host isn't here tonight because he decided that it was more important to go get dinner at Texas de Brazil in Tampa. But hey, you know what? I can't blame him. It was better than Sonny's Real Pit Barbecue. For some reason, he thought that wasn't going to be as good. What a goofball. That's all I can say. I love Texas Day Brazil. Wife's still trying to get me to go back. Man, what a week, 17 in sports, guys. Oh, my Lord. How tough was that? How exciting was that for the final week in the NFL? And how many different games had impacts on the next game? Well, the one that comes to mind is going to be the L.A. Raiders versus the, um, the, the Chargers. I have a question for you. Why didn't they just tie the game? They would have eliminated the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers, and they both would have made it in. But those are a lot of different questions that we're going to have. You know what? We're going to have a whole bunch of uh, comments coming in here today. We're going to go ahead and read them live on the air. Uh, And let me go ahead and pop this up here. We're going to actually take phone calls today. And it says, you have a question or a comment for Greek or Pete, you can call in. And I was just kidding, by the way. Peter's going to be at his studio, and he'll be on in about 20 or 25 minutes. We decided to go about 15 minutes early today. And my co-host tonight is going to be no one other than himself, Mr. Fat Mike, from 1252 Sports and various other guests we're going to be talking about and breaking down different games from the National Football League in the wild card weekend that I am so excited to talk about. Uh, we have a comment already, and that's from Mr. Roger Shue. He's the uh, tribal troll, they say, for the sports web with Peter Blake. But he's kind of like my friend. He's a Chicago native, too. The only thing I don't like about Roger is he's a Cub fan. Roger Shue says the moderator is in the house. And Roger says, Harry, the boss picked up the tab. I was uh, I was quite happy about that. But, you know, they could have invited your boy, Roger. I mean, I really would have liked that Texas Day Brazil. And Roger says, hey, Fat Mike. Uh, and, 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 and I got Mike in the background giving us one of these numbers like, hey, what's up? Pretty exciting day for the Greek today. I am going to go ahead and talk about it here in just a few uh, seconds here when we're going to, you know what? I'm not even going to wait. Why even wait? We, we could just bring him right on. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, he doesn't need much of an introduction. It's the man, the myth, the legend himself. Fat Mike, what are you doing, little brother? What's up, everybody? How we doing? Thanks for having me on, Harry. I appreciate it. Oh, my God. Thanks for having me on. Mike, it's been an exciting day for the Greek here, bro. I mean, it's, it's, it's it like has been. Kind of... you, you've been going all crazy all day, all day. You've been bouncing back and forth. You've been all over the all over the earth today on uh, on the on the radio airwaves. It's been something for you. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's been kind of it's been kind of weird because I'll, I'll tell you what. I had to do an interview. Well, I didn't have to. Okay, I mean, it was really cool that they invited me. It, it's a really unique. Uh, group of radio stations in the Amarillo area and these guys are awesome and the format that they use is absolutely incredible I mean I thought I was going on just to talk about football lines but they genuinely wanted to get to know you and they're also live on Facebook and I went ahead and posted it to my stream I posted it on 1252 and the response was really good but I'll tell you what they asked some pretty hard questions that you're not really expected to hear like you know Tell us about your family. Let's get to know you. What's your favorite ice cream? Yeah, I heard what my that favorite question. ice cream. Hold yeah. on, not just the ice cream. My favorite bands, music. I mean, 
Did you play sports? Didn't you play sports? Let me tell you something. That was a lot of fun. But you know what I liked most about that interview today, Mike? I did a little bit of a background with them. They do a lot, a lot of work in the city of Amarillo. They help out a lot of people in need. And you couldn't ask for a better group of guys to run a sports show. They have great guests. And it was just a lot of fun. And you know what? And they poke good fun, too. And that's and that's the good part about it. It's just, it's unreal. Right. And those guys, I mean, I listened to the entire show, Harry. And I, I, I don't know. Please forgive me. I apologize. because It was I don't 806 know. Sports Radio out of thank Amarillo, you. Texas. Thank you. Thank you. And they had some really awesome interviews, even, I mean, with you especially. But with the female power lifter, weightlifter that they had on yep. before you. That it was, was Alyssa Ballard, interview. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, that was absolutely name. awesome. Like, it was really cool to get a different take of things and, you know, introducing something different to the sports world. That's something that's not really talked about all the time. It was re- it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed listening to their show today. Without question. You know what I'm going to do, Mike? I've never done this before, but I'm going to invite anybody that wants to come on the show this evening. If you have a question or a comment, you disagree with me or Mike, hey, I dare you. Go ahead and come on on. I'm, I'm going to sure post the link. People are going to get d- disagree with me, Harry. That's okay. I am going to post the link into the chat, folks. Roger, have a blast, buddy. It's on Was YouTube. He leaving already? No, nope, no, nope, he's not leaving. I'm just saying he sees it, and all he's got to do <laughs> is click on that link. Roger, I'd love to have you on there. We're going to go ahead and talk about uh, some of these comments. Actually, Facebook user, I don't know who it is. How about the Bears McCaskey's presser Monday, Harry? Shaking my head. Yeah, oh, tell me about Jesus it. I, I was I was disgusted. Absolutely disgusted. It was really good for like four or five hours. And then he came on. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. Did he really say that, Mike? I'm a fan. Yep. Yep. Yes, he did. Yep. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm the I, owner see. of the organization. I'm a fan. I, Harry, I, I I don't know. I have been beating this like a dead horse all week, man. All week. You know me. I'm a diehard Bear fan, diehard Chicago guy up here. I love my Cubs. I love my Bulls. I love my Blackhawks. But everybody knows that I bleed blue and orange, navy and orange. Everybody knows this. I am a diehard Bear fan, thick and thin. As much as I hate to love this team, I love to hate them at the same time. <laughs> and we were up here in Chicago. I know that you, you're down there on the St. Pete area. And I know that you're a, a transplant down there. So I know that you're, you're, your skin is thick, just like a South Side guy is supposed to be. All right. Yeah. I, that's why I love you, Harry. All right. But when, when that presser came out up here in Chicago, we, the Chicago Bear fans were only able to be happy with the firing of Nagy and the firing of Pace for about four and a half hours. And that's 100%. That presser. It made me want to eat a bullet. Like I'm, I'm not even joking. It made me want. It made me want to go into my bedroom, no, load what? my 45, and eat a bullet right here in my office. Like, I'm like it, this it, is it, your fault, Chicago Bears. That would be my note. My suey note would be, "This is your fault, George McCaskey in Virginia. This is your fault. Thank you." No, dude, I, I got to tell you, it made me want to jump in my uh, a nice, real hot bathtub and just 
throw a toaster. toaster. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just serious, man. It was just, I couldn't believe it was coming out of her mouth. I mean, I, I hate to talk like that. It's just, I, I don't no, know. Yeah. Man. I mean, listen, mental health is a big thing, but I mean, I, I was really, I was, I was in the same boat you were. I was ready to fill up my bathtub and throw a plugged in toaster <laughs> and a microwave in there with me because it fucking drove me nuts. Uh, excuse me. I mean, that, drove throw me the microwave, the toaster oven, and <laughs> what the hell, man? Throw the stove in there. I've seen, yeah, I've honestly, seen your bathtub. Whatever, it's whatever the size of a into pool. an outlet, the coffee maker. <laughs> anything toaster oven toaster anything just throw it in there with me and just hit play it, it oh, drove God. me nuts man that we're McCaskey, horrible, man. It, well i'm sure we're going to touch more on that I'm sure i have a question for you man seriously who do you think they're going to get as a gm man i mean i don't know i've been back and forth on this who do i think or who do i want i mean that that's the big question who do i think or who do i want give me both okay so who who i think that they'll end up getting who I think they'll end up getting is a hope. Uh, I don't know. I think they'll end up probably getting Quesi Ado, uh, Adolfo Mensa out of Cleveland is who I think they'll end up getting. Why would you want someone you can't pronounce their name? Well, I mean, I, I pronounced it pretty well there. And I, I, he's done I can't pronounce good, he, their name as well. He's I'm done saying. a pretty damn good job out there in Cleveland. Um, but there's been other guys that are rumored for that. Uh, Wolf out there in New England, Omar Khan, the Steelers, Ed Dodds. Ed Dodds is the guy that I really, really, really want to be the next GM of the Chicago Bears. So who I think they'll get is probably somebody from the Colts, which would probably be Morocco Brown or Ed Dodds, but I could see Quesi Adolfo Mensah out of Cleveland. Um, but with the coaches, man, I mean, I can go up and down all this thing over and over and over again, and somehow, some way, I still see the Bears picking Doug Peterson as their next head coach because he's going to be the cheapest option. Actually, he wouldn't be the cheapest option, in my opinion. I think Leslie Frazier would be the cheapest option. I don't yeah, have a problem. I don't have a problem with Doug Peterson. Actually, I kind of like that acquisition. He just kind of wore his welcome out in Philadelphia. He's got a really good offensive game plan. He brings a lot of coaches with him. And he's also defensive-minded as well. I mean, he's very well-rounded. Yeah. I think he would probably be one of the best candidates out there. Unfortunately, I don't know if they're going to have a chance to get them because the Chicago Bears, as you know, have never hired a head coach with head coaching experience. It just hasn't happened. Right. And, you know, I, I hate to use this terminology. You know, it's you know, the Bears hire coaches and it's like everybody sits in this boardroom. OK, and I'm not beating up on the team. And it's like they have bags of dog shit in their hands and they're going to throw it up against the wall. And maybe eventually something is going to stick. Oh. Okay, and quite frankly, that's exactly what they've been doing for so many years. It's it's sad. Uh, yep. The other one I wouldn't mind is the interview that they took care of today from Miami, uh, Mr. Flores. I mean, he'd yeah. be a nice pickup as well, yes. in my opinion. You know, he'd be a hell of a pickup. Who else would you say would be a good pickup? The other pickups that I really like, I mean, I don't mind Dan Quinn. I, 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 although he he was the the head honcho of the Legion of Boom there in Seattle, brought the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl down there and down there in Atlanta, obviously. Um, other head coaching candidates that I really like are guys that they haven't even interviewed yet. I don't like the like you and I have talked about before in the past, and if you go back on our other shows and listen here at twelve fifty two, I've been a non advocate of guys like. Uh, Brian Dable because he doesn't run the ball. He wouldn't know what to do with a running back if it sat on his face and wiggled. All right, <laughs> that's he true, would, man. It's he, the same uh, thing with Byron Leftwich. You do know that, right? That Please was the tell next me you guy I was going to bring up. That's the, okay. the very next guy I was going to bring up. But out of the out of those two, I would prefer Byron Leftwich because Byron Leftwich honestly 
had a pretty good year scoring 20, what was it, 26.8 points a game Yeah, with the Buccaneers before they got Tom Brady with a busted up Jameis Winston well, going 30 yeah. for 30 and 5,000 yeah. yards. But I then mean, again, these are the same people, you know, th- these are the same people, honestly, in the same organization and the same people that were calling plays that not only threw 30 touchdowns, but the elite club of 30 interceptions. He's exactly, part of the 30, exactly, 30 club. Exactly. Okay. The, the and, number one guy that surprises me, honestly, and you and I have talked about this off the air, Harry, when we're sitting there talking back and forth, we're shooting the shit and we're talking just, you know, you and I off the air, the guy that I'm surprised the bears have not tried to interview yet is my man down. And I, I love this kid. I just, I don't know what it is about him. I love him. I, I just, I like what he has going on down there is Kellen Moore from the Dallas Cowboys. You were talking about that. I, you know, I, really, I think he I might be a year away. I, I, and you're right. I think he may be a year or maybe a, a year or two away. All right. But what this kid did last year with the Dallas Cowboys is unfathomable. Like, it, it's it's ridiculous. It's unstomachable. He had Andy Dalton and Ben DiNucci from week four on. All right. Week four on. An offensive line that pretty much sat out the entire year or was injured because of COVID or whatever. The def- the defense was absolutely trash. And somehow, some way, they still managed to have a top 11 offense in all of football. How does that happen? How does that it, happen? It, it, it is pretty good, but he also it, it has. It blows my mind. It he, blows he my still, Ben DiNucci, that's all you got to say. That's my only argument. But they when also don't run argument. the football enough, and we're going to get into he, he that did, as though. well. He did with, with Zeke, with Tony Pollard. That's why Tony Pollard had a really great showing out last They're year. They're still not getting enough touches, especially right. to Ezekiel Elliott. And I love Tony Pollard. You know what, Mike? We're going to go ahead and get into this. We're going to go ahead and ring some comments in there. We have someone in the back room we're going to go ahead and bring let's in. He's one sure. of our newest additions. But first, we have to pay some bills. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and take a good 30 or 40 seconds and let's give a little tribute to our boys over at Nick and Ivy Brewing. Hello. This is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, 
We truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. Thanks for your patience, everybody. A little couple words from our sponsors. Great sponsors from 1252 Sports. Welcome to the Over Under. I'm your host, Harry the Greek, on the Over Under. I'm special guest today is Mr. Fat Mike. Mike, I just want to know one thing. Yes. They have a beer named after you, the Fat Mike. So if they I do. have like three of them, can I be a fat drunk? Yeah, you definitely can because that Fat Mike beer is a very, very good beer. Everybody, I got to try the Huber one, bro. I got to try the oh, Huber one. Oh, Listen, what Nick and I, Nick and I be here. Look, I'm I'm not even on purpose. I'm wearing their hat because this is like one of my favorite hats. It fits my head good. Um, what they got going on over there, Nick and Ivy. They they always come up with some really cool beers. They always come up with something different, something new. They have a bunch of sours, a, a Hefenweissen, and, and Oktoberfest. They call it the Oktoberfest. They got a bunch of good beers up there. The Hubner, the Fat Mike, all of them are fantastic up there. I I have not had a bad beer from Nick and Ivy. No, I believe oh. you. Anyway, you got a question or comment, make sure you post them. We're going to go ahead and read them live on the air. And if you want to disagree with myself, the Pete'ster, or the Mikester, and the other Mike that's going to be coming in here in just a few minutes, call 727-320-5866. That's 727-320-5866. I'm your host, Harry the Greek. I'm going to go ahead and introduce him, our newest member to 1252 Sports. We're going to go ahead and give him a little bit of a baptism. Mr. Mike Hughes, how you doing, sir? What's going on, guys? Not much, What's man. Here, on, let's get a big picture of this mug. Here we go. Check <laughs> him out. Mug. Look, look at, look at them teeth. Young, He's just youthful. smiling away. Young, what do we youthful. got there in the back wall, Mike? What do we have back there? Talk back a little wall. bit about what you have back there. Yeah, well, I'm only 21, so I got my birth draft boy over here, the 2000 draft. I got my boy Brian. Uh, you know, we got the 85 Bears over here. Um, and, and I rotated, I rotated, I got a Singletary one and a Richard Dent one. So, and a Walter Payton. So I, I rotated throughout the year. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's really what I got going on back here. A couple helmets. Um, and, and yeah. Hey Mike, you, you got something over your left shoulder. I think it's kind of interesting. Is that autographed? The, um, which one is it? Okay. Helmet. It's gonna be, it's gonna no, be no, no. Over your left shoulder, the, the one helmet. just over your left shoulder, it's standing on a pedestal. It looks like it's a baseball. No, it's a Cubs baseball. Oh yeah, yeah. No, this is uh, this is just my little my little no, wine no, glass. No, thing. no, 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 no. He's he can't be there. Sorry, <laughs> put that thing away. Put it away. Okay, all right, there we go. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. I was gonna tell you, do me a favor. You could take a minute, walk over to the toilet, push it over, and then hit flush. Yeah. You know, Harry, I'm gonna be honest with you. The way that season went and the way they handled everything. Until they prove to me otherwise, I'll stand. I'll stand with that, and I have to take that for what it is. No, nah, man. Let me tell you something. The Chicago Cubs. I, as people know me, they know I'm a diehard Southsider. I'm a diehard White Sox fan. But you know what? I'm also a closet Cub fan. There's nothing wrong with it. No one ever said you can't root for both teams. I did. I just do it to put on the show. I, I understand. I that, also but, did. I yeah. also. Yeah. But I if also, you move you down here to one Florida, of the other area. You don't understand, man. You can understand, Mike. Get understand. I love Harry. I love Harry like a like a like a father. I like I love Harry like a brother and a father and a mm -hmm. family member. 
All right, I really do. I love Harry. All right, but he's a transplant, Mike. He's a transplant. Mm, you hate he transplanted from Chicago. He he moved up. He took all his roots and went down there this to the sunshine state of Florida, where there's alligators and snakes and hurricanes and, and air conditioning on right now. By the way, just yeah, to let exactly. you know, I have and the he, air he conditioning on. The humidity and you know, I just I can't stand it. But he transplanted his ways down there, and now he's even more south side. Because he's really south side. Like uh, the only thing that happens in Florida is like, I don't know, tires getting taken off at the pump while you're pumping oh, gas. Stop! That's enough of this BS. Yeah, like, Bring it back. Gas for you too? That's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, Mike. But seriously, man, welcome to the team. Looking forward to working with you. Can't wait to get you on some of these shows. We're going to go ahead and pick your brain. From what I understand, your your forte is really heavy in basketball. Mm. Uh, and uh, I, I think you're going to end up having a lot of fun. I think you made the right choice by moving over here to 1252 because I'm going to tell you what, it's it's up and coming. We're going to have a ton of fun, and we're going to start getting a lot of pub. All I want you to do is just say it loud, say it proud, brother. It's 1252, and that's exactly where we're at. Yes, sir. Roger Shue says, I didn't get the invite either. Troy Palomalu says, Harry said growing up his favorite restaurant was Casa Italiano, and his favorite food was cannoli. There you go, Troy. That's all I can tell you, buddy. <laughs> Troy says, bottles out, big mics here. Roger <laughs> Shoe says, hit that thumbs up. Super chats are open. Here, John, ladies and gentlemen, I went ahead and go ahead and posted the link up in the chat board. So if you have a question or a comment, go ahead. I dare you. Go ahead and click the link. Come on in if you disagree with us. Adam Padermo. Adam, how you doing, buddy? What's up, oh, guys? Oh, my boy, Adam. Adam, Adam's definitely, by the way, for people APR. that don't know, Adam's, Adam's getting married at the end of the year. He's he is. Cook, He's getting married baby. in a couple of weeks. He's getting married yep. in a couple of weeks. Yep. Roger Shue says, go Sox, go. You no. saying that, right? <laughs> no, that's not what he said. That's not what he said. He's a horrible owner. Troy Palomalu says, I heard the Bears hate the Packers so much that they refuse to win a Lombardi trophy. He said the same. Come on. Come on, Troy. You said that same shit the other night against my show. Come on, come mm. up with something new, bud. Come really? up with something Roger new. Roger Shue says, North Side for life. Thank you. Really? I hate to tell you what the North Side's full of. Facebook users, LOL. Christian says, Matt Nagy is a clown. popping in here. I love this kid. Christian is yep. the man, dude. I love Christian. He's a good dude. Matt Nagy's a clown. The story came out via The Athletic about him ghosting Trubisky in meetings to discuss <sighs> offensive game planning, yep. a complete joke, good riddance. Yep. You know what? I'm, that brings me up to another narrative yeah. because it is my show. I get to defend whoever I want. And, Mike, I know exactly how much you loved Mitch Trubisky. But he's right, okay? Trubisky never had a chance. He was never his, right. he was never his right. quarterback. Right. And uh, that's all I'm going to say on it. Oh, well, listen. Okay, Re regardless of what happened with Mitchell Trubisky and Matt Nagy and whatever, I don't, I don't give a shit if Matt Nagy was the the head honcho play caller from uh, of all time. All right, Mitchell Trubisky couldn't hit a fucking fifteen yard flat to save his life. That's why Mitchell Trubisky is a backup now in the NFL. And well, for all that, these, he's guys, a backup this gonna, year, but but he'll be I'm starting. Name Mike. Names. I'm not going to name names, but there's a there's a prominent guy here in Chicago who loves Mitchell Trubisky. And Harry, we both have had him on our shows. We are both friends of him. I'm going to name his name. No, leave him out of it. Leave him out of it. All I'm right? going to agree with him, okay? Because I, I he's absolutely think, correct. I don't think so. But it, it's not It's not east, west, or south. 
It's not Mike East, <laughs> West, or South. Okay, let, let, that's what I'll say. It's not Mike East, West, or South. You guys can find the other rotation to go to. All right, but, I mean, listen, Mitch Trubisky is what he is. I was not happy when they moved up in the draft to draft Mitch Trubisky because he wasn't a guy that was an immediate starter, an immediate plug-and-play guy on your team. He was Mike, not over or guy. under? Over or under that Mitch Trubisky starts, and the same question goes to you, Mike. We're going to ask. Go ahead and ask Fat Mike first. That he starts for an NFL franchise next year. Under. I'm taking the under. under. Mike? I'm taking over. I'm going to give you two to one on your money, Mike. Name the price right now. I promise you he will be starting for a National Football League team next year. I say Pittsburgh, Broncos, whoever it may be. I think they're going to Pittsburgh, Broncos, Washington, Atlanta. You want me to keep going? It's not going to New be Orleans. It's not I, think, I think Atlanta's the one that's really like so confusing to figure out about because you really don't know like what's really going on with Matt Ryan and, and really the situation with that. Because if you're trading Matt Ryan, you're probably hoping to get something in return. Um, and with the Tua situation, you're definitely not getting Tua. You know, they're willing to get rid of everybody and their mom other than get rid of Tua. So I, I think it's going to be a weird situation yeah. with Matt Ryan. That's a really, really great point. Yeah, We're going to go ahead and get back to the comments. Pig Dog, why is Olin Cruz so beloved in this town? Didn't he once do a media boycott and punch a teammate? What is the what is the appeal to him? I'm going to tell you what the appeal is to him, Ooh, Pig Dog. Man, I would, let, 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 me, let me tell you exactly what the appeal to is to him. Leave a fat guy to talk about a fat guy. Let's get, to, okay. let's get on this. Let's get on this right now. Look, look man. Olin Cruz was the heart and soul of that offensive line. Next right. to Jay Hilgenberg, he was, you know what? He was better than Jay Hilgenberg, and that's a lot to say, especially coming from that 85 team. Olin Krutz, he played with more heart than any offensive lineman that I, in the 55 years I've God bestowed me on this earth, I have ever seen. That man was undersized, and he played with this. Heart. Rarely did you ever see Olin Krutz get beat. Now, did he have an attitude? Uh-huh. A bad attitude. And do you know why he punched another teammate in the head? Go back and read your history book because you would have as well. Mike? Right. Listen, leave a fat guy to talk about a fat guy. I love Olin Cruz with every ounce of my being. I really do. Under Undersized. I mean, he played Pro Bowl. Guys, Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl center for the Chicago Bears here for years. And not only was he the center, but he was also the captain of that offensive line here. For years, telling guys what to do, making sure that they were in position, making sure that they were making the right blocks. Olin Krutz will forever be in this town a, a, a true leader and a true Chicago Bear. And that goes to say something because there are not many few. They're, they're, there's very few of those guys. Besides the 85 Bears, there's very true Chicago Bear, 100% Chicago Bear guys. Olin Krutz yep. fits that mold. He breaks that mold. That's exactly what I want out of anybody on my offensive line. I want a guy with an attitude. Right. I want a guy that goes out there and kicks ass. What Owen Cruz wasn't then is what Quentin Nelson is today. Exactly. What do you think, Me. Mike Hughes? I think Me. it's one of those things, you know, can, can you pull up the comment really quick, like exactly what he said? I think it's a great comment. Um, you know, after punching somebody, that, that is exactly what you want out of an offensive lineman. Like when I saw <laughs> Tevin Jenkins – 
slap the dog crap out of somebody. It was a Minnesota Vikings, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah. love that. He was defending Justin Fields. He wasn't taking crap. He wasn't, he was trying to be that guy, be that vocal leader. And I Mike, understand that was Jermaine Effetti. That was Jermaine Effetti to Tevin Jenkins. There was he was slapping Tevin Jenkins. Yeah. And I yeah, didn't agree. And that's that's one of those things you want though, is because it, it's it's people forget and in all of my time playing I played safety so you know obviously I was on an island I was by myself but when you look at the trenches when you're in them it's a totally different animal than just tackling a wide receiver when you're all the way out on your own little island like the trenches are a deadly dangerous place um and and you can't have these these happy-go-lucky guys being a part of it. You need your Kyle Longs. You need your Olins. You need your Quentin Nelsons. And Quentin Nelson, I, I don't care what anybody says. Whenever anybody says who's your favorite player in the NFL, it's Quentin Nelson, Quentin Nelson, and Quentin Nelson. Like, that guy is the funnest guy to watch, and he's a generational talent. And I'm hoping Panay Sewell can kind of be that next mold. Um, but I'm also hoping he doesn't because he's in our division. But I, I definitely love that type of atmosphere with it. And I understand, you know, there's pros and cons that come with that because when you're 6-11 and 11 and you're having a season like that and then you see Olin slapping the crap out of somebody, it, it doesn't look good. But it, it's the premises of he would have done that if they were winning and he would have done that if they were losing. And to me, that's that's exactly what the trenches are in football. That's really well said, man. Really, yeah. really, really Definitely. well said. Let's get back to the other comments really quick. This Facebook user says Flores could be the new head coach. Watch. I mean, mm. I wouldn't mind it, but I just don't think yeah. they're going to back the Brinks truck to it, and I can say that about a couple of them. Christian says, I think and hope the Bears go with one of the Colts guys, Ed Dodds or Morocco, Morocco Brown, Brown, who has the past experience with the Bears, you know, with Ballard. That's, you know, I, I don't – honestly, I, I would yeah. never profess to say I know much about these candidates that they're talking about, Mike. It's a little closer to home for you. Do you have an opinion on this? Please, please, please designate Fat Mike or Mike Hughes. Mike, uh, I'm getting Fat Mike, sorry. I'm sorry. But, yeah, no, like I think what it is right now with, with, with what's going on with the situation here with the Bears between Ed Dodds and Morocco Brown, I think what it boils down to is I think the Bears fucked up on Chris Ballard. And right. Bill Polian is a legit Colts guy. I mean, I mean, before he was here with the Bears here deciding what's going on with the Bears, he was a Colts guy. All right, so I think the Bears are kind of retreading this, like we've we, like we've seen before in the past. The Bears go out and grab Adam Shaheen, they fuck up. They go out and grab Jimmy Graham. The Bears fuck up on Kevin White. They go out and grab Allen Robinson, and, you know, so on and so forth. And that's that's kind of what I see going on with the with the Colts situation. But I like Dodds and I like Morocco Brown. Both of them very underneath tutelage of uh, 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 of the guy that, that's out there right now in Chris Ballard. Did you see what Chris Ballard said the other day about that Colts team? No. The very first thing he said, he sat down. He, before anybody even asked a question, Chris Ballard says, I'm not going to sit here, and I'm not going to talk about why the Jacksonville Jaguars whipped our ass. Word for word verbatim, what he said. That's the type of GM that I want. That's the type of guy I want. And the Bears could have had that guy, but the Bears fucked it up, and they they, they ended up going with pace instead. Yeah. But that type of guy, that type of guy is needed for this system. That type of guy, the no nonsense. That's exactly what we need. You need to listen to a guy. You need to, you, you need to listen to a guy who can understand in the first round, this guy's a generational talent when he drafts Jonathan Taylor, when he goes out there and drafts Michael Pittman, when he goes out there and drafts somebody like Quentin Nelson. But you're going to have dude, to agree with me when I say this. 
you're going to strike out more than you're going to hit. Exactly. Okay? And exactly. I don't care what general manager you are. And, you know, I've always been a person. I mean, can you pick? Yeah, I'm not going to take anything away from him. Right. Ryan Pace had some good acquisitions as well. But, boy, he had some pretty questionable ones. Right. Adam Shaheen, right. as you alluded to, the whole nine right. yards. Kevin White. Um, but then and again, Harry, Harry, not to cut you off, but, like, I think that's that's where the problem is. Is It's fine if you miss from rounds two to seven. But when the majority of the time you were missing in the first round, that's the biggest problem. You, you know, especially I know it's a very different situation. And, and Leonard Floyd's emerged as being good now, um, relatively. But, you know, when you miss on Floyd, when you miss on White, when you miss on Mitch, and then you could have had George Kittle and you get Adam Shaheen, it's you can miss in the later rounds and that's perfectly fine. But you can't miss on the easy ones that you can hit. Right. Did you know that most teams miss in their first round draft picks than they hit? They do. Just I'm just Harry, throwing right. that out there. You're right. Harry, top, Harry, 10, you top five, top ten, you shouldn't miss. No, yeah, you, the top you really five, shouldn't. Top 10, and top, I, top 15, and I agree you with you. Miss. And and by the way, for the record, because I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again, it's my show. Mitch Trubisky wasn't a miss. This was a mismanagement. Mm -hmm. You have well, that right. partially correct. Right. He had a winning record, and he should be the greatest quarterback that ever played for the Chicago Bears because he went to the playoffs two times in four years. If anybody wants to get political or they want to get nitty-gritty. I know he's not the best quarterback, right. but why don't they pay a little bit more respect and try to develop a young quarterback because all they're going to do is ruin another quarterback if they don't get this right. right. Now my blood is starting to boil because I'm going to sit here and listen to everybody tell me that it was Mitch, it was this. All they're going to do is continue to ruin quarterbacks if they don't hire a general manager first and get someone in there as the director of football operations. Mm -hmm. Now I'm starting to feel like Fat Mike without a tirade of going with a whole bunch of four-letter curse words. This is what's really <laughs> insulting and bothersome to me is because this team refuses to do it. Because right. the McCaskies and the Hallises, they should have sold this franchise years ago, in my opinion, because they throw around quarters like their manhole covers in the middle of the Dan Ryan Expressway. Right. Okay? That's why. That's why you're right. never going to get a head coach in Chicago that's ever had head coach experience. But you know what? Prove me wrong. Right, maybe, may, maybe they're going to start spending some money because all they care about is this. Okay, right. They're going to move out to Arlington. They're going to get the casinos and the sports book within their respective facilities. So now they're going to make millions of dollars every single year more. But I doubt it because just like any other rich bastard that's out there, it's all about greed. That's my rant. I'm not saying anything more about it. I'm really sorry about it if I offended anybody. No, Harry, but hey, man, you're nailing that's it right on the me. head, man. You're nailing it right on the head. We that's all know me. The put a, flip, put a director in football operations. Right. We're going to do this all ass backwards. We're going to hire a head coach. And then hire a GM. And then we're going to hire a general manager. So the general manager didn't want this coach because it wasn't his guy. Well, this coach doesn't want this general manager because they don't right. have the same feelings. And guess what? The GM's going to say, Justin Fields next year is no good. We now we need to go draft another quarterback. Right. And here goes the vicious cycle again. Right. Well, hang on. Maybe we can get Andy Dalton. The worst part about that, Harry, is this is if that takes place, what you just said, if that takes place, all right. I've been talking about this with everyone. Okay. If what you said happens, which is more than likely going to happen, you're going to ruin what Justin Fields' potential is. Plain and simple. Bro, they All about right, ruined it this year. Yeah, okay? yeah Let's I know. Face it. I know they that, about ruined I, it this year because not, they played around a half ass. That's why, I made, a, that's, that's why they, I made a poll. Is it fair to give Justin Fields a grade on this year, on his rookie season? And it's absolutely. not. I don't think it is. I don't think it is fair to give him a grade this year. You have to. 
let's let's call it what it is. The man won two football games. Right. He shouldn't have been the starter in the first place. That was the whole conception of it. But Andy Dalton never should have been the the starter either. Well, well, hold on. Andy Dalton should have been the starter for this team this year, primarily because he was the veteran. That young man needed to sit on the sit on the bench. I knew the season was over the very first game they played because the first drive. If anybody wants to go back and remember it, I still have it queued up. If I want to show it to you. On the very first drive, Andy Dalton's driving him right downfield, no problem, like a hot knife through butter. They get down to the 15-yard line, and here comes Justin Fields making his debut. Right. What kind of moron do we have for management all the way down to the well, coaching staff to take a rookie that, quarterback that on the road? Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy's still calling plays, and it was the same thing. You, you could boil that down to any time that Cordero, Cordero Patterson touched the field. Oh, this, you knew that Cordero Patterson was going right to get the now. ball. No, I'm I'm completely with you. And and my biggest thing, Harry and Mike, is is when when I define what this season was, it, it's the last three games of the season. You're looking at Nick Foles wins you a game, you know, in Seattle. The very next week, okay, now Andy's playing. Then the following week, if Justin Fields didn't get COVID, Justin's your starter. So that's the definition of what this season was, was Matt Nagy just not understanding anything he was doing and simply just not caring. He was willing to shuffle anything in because he knew yep. it was his it was his ass that was going at the end of the season, and he didn't care which, you know, which way it looked as long as it got done. So to me, yep. and, and Harry, just so you know, Day one, I've been a Mitchell Trubisky supporter, and and even though I still to this Gross. day I will not, yeah, I will say that not. Again, you're full screen. Go ahead. Say I it. am Gross. a full blown Mitchell Trubisky That's supporter, good. and my there biggest thing, and Harry, I still like this one. When Cody Parkey outscored Matt Nagy's offense in the playoffs, and we blamed Cody Parkey for that game. Let, let's be real here. What was the biggest problem in that game? Is you had a thousand yard rusher and only rushed him five to six times. You rushed Tariq Cohen and Mizell a, a total of two to four times each. And then you had Trubisky. Wow. You made this kid throw I over didn't, 30 I times. never thought about it that way. Hey, guys, I don't want to be rude, but guess what? I have someone sitting in my back room who wants to come Ooh, in. Is it Peter? It's the Peter. It's Ladies the and Peter. gentlemen, live from the, the sports the Harry lab. Harry Peter. The Harry Peter. We got Harry and a little Peter. What's up, Peter Blake? I got your little Peter right there. Uh, <laughs> I got your little Peter right here. And this little Peter has a Rolex. So so go suck this little Peter. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Look hang at on. Him. Look at Bring him. it up. Look Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see it. Bring it up. Fucking ball on zoom. Is. Bring it up closer. Closer. I want to see it close. Oh, boy. That's a sexy watch with a sexy yes, beard and a sexy man behind it. Look at this guy. Thank you very much. I was out there kind of recruiting the next coach of the Chicago Bears. And, uh, you know, I put my hat in there. I said I wanted Jim Harbaugh and Vic Fangio. But I tell you right now, guys, uh, Leslie Frazier would be okay. Even a Brian Flores from the Miami Dolphins. I'll take him. He did a great job with the Miami Dolphins, deserved a better opportunity than what he got. He was set up for failure. You go one and seven. Then after that, you go eight and one. You have all this controversy with the owner wanting a new coach and a quarterback, and still he's able to put things together. I don't know what Stephen Ross wants besides a hardball at that point. So if I'm the Chicago Bears, I would hire a Brian Flores. I think he would settle things down and gets back to that defensive mentality for the Chicago Bears. If not, it's hardball and Fangio for me. Not I'm going to throw this people, out there. Just give me a yes or a no. Hold on, because right. this is really off the charts. Do you remember when you were talking about Watton Kellen down from the Dallas Cowboys, and I said he's about a year away, Fat Mike? Yep, yep. Would you take him in your choice of D coordinators that would follow, which could happen, would be either Coach Lovey 
or Vic Fangio? Would you take either one of them to run your defense? I mean, well, I, yeah, I mean, of course. I would, if, but if if they're strictly defense. No, 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 I that's it. I just said for D coordinators, yeah. not head coaches, would you take them as D coordinators? Yeah, of course. Mike Hughes? I think the thing with Lovey is is the zone coverage that he's he's prided himself on, you know, throughout his career is – isn't the same as it used to be. I think the game's very different now. Um, so I, I, I would like to see and evaluate, you know, what Lovey's opinion is now and where he's at when constructing a defense and what the game plan really is, is because I feel like that old school Lovey is is not what the NFL defenses are today. And I feel like that'll get exposed. So if he's adjusted and he's willing to make changes, I'm perfectly fine with that. I think what he did in Texas was solid. Uh, what he was doing in Illinois was solid. Um, but I just think the biggest thing is like, with Fangio, you understand more times than not that it is going to work. Lovey to me is a little outdated, um, but if he can prove to me that you know he's he's with it and he's not you know still stuck in 2006 to 2010, I'm on board with it. You know what? And I'm glad you brought that up because I watch a lot of coaches taping in Houston. He has revamped and he has learned. He doesn't run as much. Yeah, of what then I'm that Tampa too. Now he runs a hybrid four three. Mm-hmm. Very similar to what they run in Chicago at being a 3-4. They right. have that personnel. Right now, if they brought in Lovey Smith with his defensive mentality, mm-hmm. it would be that quick. Right. I'm not kidding you. But either one of those two coaches would. And again, that's just a hypothetical. I mean, the odds of that happening would be just huge. But I assure you the Bears could afford Lovey Smith. I assure you they could because it wouldn't have cost a whole bunch of money. And everybody on this platform knows what I'm talking about. Peter, you agree with this or no? No, I agree with that. I mean, I just think it would be an awkward situation. Lovey Smith, he doesn't come back as a head coach, a defensive coordinator. I'm not sure if that works. And you look at coaches going back to their former teams. Doesn't always work out too well. Joe Gibbs comes to mind. Everybody's like, well, you know, Joe Gibbs is going to be able to duplicate what he did for the Reds, or excuse me, for the Washington football team in the 80s there with the three Super Bowls, and it didn't necessarily happen, did it? So, nope, you know, it didn't. at the end of the day, I would go with some new blood at that point. If you're going to go with Vic Fangio, fine as a defensive coordinator, good. Maybe a Brian Flores, somebody like that. But I like Harbaugh and Fangio. That combination wow. for me would work if you can what? get it. If not, go with Flores and somebody else. He's a new upstart coach. He can bring that mentality. Some players out there were complaining that he's too much of a disciplinarian. I think this team needs that. And I will say this, Justin Fields should have been the starter from day one. And uh, here's the thing, Matt Nagy should have been fired. After he ruined the development of uh, Mitch, he should have been fired. Why do you give him another opportunity to mess up another quarterback's development? You go with a new coach, you go with Justin Fields from day one, that's how you build an NFL team at the end of the day, in my opinion. Yeah, I can agree with that. Well, let's get back to some of the no, comments, I, and then we're going to go ahead and change subjects. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, Fat Mike. Well, you, you, we were talking about Lovey Smith just now, and how would it be? Would it be apparent to bring him back to the Chicago Bears as defensive coordinator? I just looked it up. I'm looking at pass defense 2021 in the season. They're ranked 30th. I looked at the I looked at the rushing defense. They're ranked 30th. So why the hell would you bring back Lovey Smith? Right. Why? Well, that's a I'm really good question. Defense right now, I'm bringing. I'm looking at the pass defense right now. They've given up 27 touchdowns in the pass defense with yeah. 17 takeaways, giving up great, great giving point, but total a 97 percent rate on first downs. Okay, that, that's ridiculous. That they are the most 
they've given up more first downs on first downs than any other team in the league. Yeah. And down here, point. But down here, let's, let's get real here. Lovey Smith is not the answer. So these guys that are all talking about Lovey Smith bring no, back but Lovie I need Smith. I need the rebuttal yeah, to what you're saying here. Okay, a lot of these problems were especially in in Houston. This team played extremely inspired football for three quarters. Right. It's when the offense couldn't put the points on the board, the defense finally let go. Which and was two, our same problem. If you can, can anybody on this platform other than Young Mike tell me? Three defensive players that play for the Houston Texans. My point. Mini Mike. <laughs> okay, they they've got the they've they, they've got this. Lovey has these guys playing way above their skill set. Right. Okay, and that was the point I was trying to make. Lovey Smith is a really good football coach. Mm-hmm. Extraordinary defensive mind. He is a players coach. He's just not a good. Head coach. Now, Harry, that's just my opinion. Harry, now here's my thing, and I mean, it ties in the Lovey is, you know, he was fired in 2012. Sean Desai did have a season with him, John Fox, Chuck Pagano, Vic Fangio, and, and now you see Robert Quinn emerges and has 19 sacks without Khalil Mack even being there. And, I, and I'm not one to say that, you know, Sean Desai is amazing, um, but without Khalil Mack being there and with Eddie Goldman not giving a single crap about what was going on throughout the season and Akeem Hicks being in and out, you know, it, it really does. And Danny Trevathan taking that huge step back in the secondary, everything. It was a mess. Um, it was really Quinn, Roquan, Tunga, and um, you could say Johnson. And, and everyone else was – it was a crapshoot. And, and the reality point? of it is, though, Sean's done well. And, and I, I think, is there a conversation that Sean should stay? At least for now. I, I, I think he was a year promoted too early. That's just right. my personal opinion. I can go on for an hour on why. Again, I break a lot of tapes down. I've been handicapping football for well over 30 years. Uh, I see a lot of mental mistakes on the defense, Mm. and I can't always blame the defensive players for their mishaps. It's because the alignments that the defensive coordinator is putting them in there. And one of the biggest things I've seen. If your defense spends so much fucking time on the field, though, Harry, I mean, come on. We've all witnessed the Chicago Bear team. They're getting wiped out. I mean, they're getting wiped out by halftime. They're done. They're Listen, cooked. I'm not taking anything away from Sean Desai. I don't think the Bears should ever get rid of the guy. I never said and I called for his head. I've called no, for right. two other, uh, two yeah, other I was people's just, I was just curious. I like Sean Desai, but in my opinion, he was a year too soon from mm-hmm. being elevated. Why did the Bears make him the defensive coordinator? I'm going to tell you why. The same reason why I told you about the head coach. The same reason why I told you about why they don't spend money on coaches and general managers. He was a cheap price. He originally came in, Sean Desai came in, and he was a hire of Mark Trestman. Not many people know that, okay? And he stuck through the years with this team to go ahead and get that done. Look, it's plain and simple. It's how many times did I see this team have to call timeout on defense is because the plays weren't getting in there quick enough, and that is the sign of an inexperienced coach. But I don't want to spend all this time on right. this show, it is the it's bear season is completely that's over learnable. with. Harry, that's learnable, though. I mean, I mean, it, it is. We know what we are here, Harry. We know what we are here in Chicago. That stuff is learnable. All right, it's comment teachable. of the week. We can figure From Christian Shanafelt. Doug Peterson equals Matt Nagy with a Scooby Doo villain mask on. Hashtag <laughs> pass. <laughs> yeah, Facebook user says both. Brian Dayball. Christian says, I'm surprised to not see Greg Roman, offensive coordinator, on the list of interviews yet. Change that, please, Chicago. Yep. Troy Palomalu says, Leftwich, 
Don't even say that. Get the name fuck out of here, Troy Polamalu. God, I love to hate you, and I hate to love. Why does everybody hate on Byron Leftwich? All he has had is success when he's gone with the Bucks. I mean, you had Jameis Winston. I get you have the thirty for thirty, but still a highly productive offense. Highly productive offense last year. I get you have Tom Brady, but he's still calling the plays. And BA went to the Glazers, the ownership, and vouched for him. So, to me, he's one of the highly touted prospects out there when it yeah, comes to coaches. I, I like, I'm not shitting on Byron, Byron Leftwich, all right? But I think he falls into that category of the same, the same exact thing as Brian Daybolt, where both of them haven't had any running back to work with over the last three, four years. That's not true, right? though, So, Mike. both of them don't know. Both of them don't know how to use a fucking running back. And well, what does I Chicago agree with that comment. I agree Chicago with that Bears comment. Chicago Bears have a bell cow here in, in David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he but they also have a bell running they, back. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers guys, in all fairness, have two really solid running backs. Correct. With Leonard Fournette. Yeah. When do they as use them? Well, everybody as in Ronald everybody Jones. down there in St. Pete, Harry, everybody down there in Tampa Bay is always bitching week in, week out that they don't use their fucking running backs. Because. <laughs> Way too that much. was that was the question that he was asking. Why? Now you just answered it in a very concise right. way, Peter. I agree Sorry. with Mike. Right. That's the reason why. And is I, because I like Byron hey. Leftwich. I'm not shitting on the guy. I like right. Byron no, Leftwich. I think it's risk it, no biscuit, Peter. Well, but you and that, I have had this conversation. Yeah. Right. That, 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 wait a minute. That's BA's offense. If Byron Leftwich has his own offense and the way to make calls. Right. And look, a good coach. We I was talking about Bill Walsh, right in the eighties. You know, he catered his offense. Oh, hold on, hold on. With, with with Bill Polian. Well, no, Bill, no, Bill. Oh, no, that was Marv Lewis. I'm sorry, Marv Lewis. I'm sorry, yes, I apologize. Yes, let me, no, no, let me no. retread. The, yeah. the point is, he made a West Coast offense around Joe Montana. He drafted him in the third round. He made a whole offense around him. So, do we not think that Leftwich could actually take the components with the Chicago Bears? And make those strengths, you know, instead of, you know, going with what he's got at this point. Like thinking, well, he's a guy who throws the ball around the park. Well, yeah, because you got Tom Brady. But now you go into a different offense. They did offense. it with the 30 for 30 club guy, Peter. But that's that's the point I'm trying to make. If it wasn't his and, mentality, yeah, he wouldn't be part of this I don't even know where I'm at on this. But, yeah, but here's the thing. If, if you listen, you fucking nuts on this. If you got if you've got Justin Fields and you feel like, look, we're not going to be able to throw the ball 20 to 25 times a game every game because we have David Montgomery. I think Leftwich is a smart enough coach to realize that and use the components he has with the Bears right. and make it work. Right. I think that's more BA right. in his ear. If there's no BA in his ear and he's running his own system, right? I feel like it's going to be different. Right. Just my, just my. See, you know this, what? This, that's food for thought. I, I, I I'll, argue, I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to say that's a great point, Peter. Did I give you something to think about? I want to stay it on this. Definitely give I want to stay on this. If it's too much to ask, Mike, I want to ask you this. All right, up here in Chicago, we know this. All right, we know what we see out of Bruce Arians. We know what we see out of out of Todd Bowles, and we know what we see out of Byron Leftwich. We know what we see out of Brian Dable. We know what we see out of Leslie Frazier. All right. The thing that that kills me is that both you guys, Harry and Peter, you guys both make really good arguments. And the difference between the two of them is I can't even take sides. That's the problem because you guys are both right in your own in your own way. Yes. 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 Okay. 100%. 100%. Yes. 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 
Yes. Right? Exactly. But Byron Leftwich has had that offense with, with Jameis Winston going 30 for 30 with 5,000 yards, right. averaging 20. I think I'm going to fuck up the number. I think it's 26.8 or 28.6 points per game yeah. right. in that offense down there. Okay. It's either one of the two. I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to fucking state facts. All right. But we, we see that. But then again, we also see the fact that he doesn't like to run the ball because even though he has Le'Veon Bell, Giovanni Bernard, Leonard Fournette, and the other fucking uh, Rojo down there, mm. they don't run the ball. That's what scares us up here in Chicago. Right. Me, personally, a diehard Chicago Bear fan, that's what scares us. Mike, no? I mean, that no. scares us a little bit. We got a bell cow up here in David Montgomery that can run the fucking rock. And if we bring up if we if we bring up Byron Leftwich, is he going to run the ball? All right. On the other side of things, on the other side of things, we can also see the fact where it's like, well, yeah, you know, he was also the dude that had thirty for 30, 30 interceptions, thirty right. t- thirty turnovers. But I mean, it's it, yeah. it's it's split. It, it's literally pounding pounding that ass right in the center of the right mm-hmm. in the center. It, 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 there's no give or take on that. Right. That's what, and that is the main reason. For me, 100%, living on the south side here, Mike, you live on the south side too, mm-hmm. all right? Living on the south side here, being being in the mix of everything, that is the main fucking reason, me, personally, I don't want to see anybody from Tampa Bay up here, and I don't want to see anybody from Buffalo here. I don't want to see Brian Dayball, and I don't. Yeah. I definitely don't want to fucking see Leslie Frazier's ass here in Chicago. Right, I'll, take, I'll take Todd Bowles or Leslie Frazier's right now. And right. see, you can say the same thing about Todd Bowles. Well, Todd Bowles, you know, he didn't do well with the New York Jets. Well, was that the Jets or was that Todd Bowles? Well, the proof is in the pudding at the end of the day, guys. Todd Bowles and his success mm-hmm. with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and building that defense, to me, you know, that also goes on your resume. So I wouldn't mind a Todd Bowles. But what I'm telling you is, look, if we're talking about a passing league, and I get it, you have David Montgomery and you should be running him more. But if we're just strictly talking about a passing league and – the development of Justin Fields, I would hire a Byron Leftwich because he's a hot commodity. He's going to be a guy that's going to be in demand from these general managers and owners. They're going to look at him and say, he's played quarterback in the league. He's been successful everywhere he's gone. He's been able to get right. Brady. Some people say, well, Brady was in his prime. Well, look, before he came to Tampa, mm. he only had 24 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Chicken on the egg. Was it the weapons there or was the offense? Byron Leftwich is still calling those plays at the end of the day, so you have to give him credit. I'm yeah. just saying, he's going to be a hot commodity. Just keep your mind open for it because I think it's certainly a possibility. And you know what? Leftwich is not going to command a lot of money because he is, even though he's a hot commodity, mm. he's still somewhat unproven in the he's, coaching. He's probably going to Jacksonville right. or and, Houston. And that's, my, that's just my opinion. Harry, my biggest thing is this, and, and I'll, I'll say this. I'm with you 100% on the leftwich stuff. You know, you've been in one spot for a very long time, and I'm not very sure how that's going to translate with the running game. My biggest thing, not to get off track, but Ronald Jones can't hold on to the football, and that's a big part of why they don't run the football. And that's or pass they, protect, yes. Right, right. but my biggest thing is this with Brian. Brian did the ball. First of all, 
Dub Bears, Dub Ball. I'm totally into it. I love it. I think it's a slogan. The guy looks like he eats a dick of sausage for breakfast every single day and gets Illuminati's pizza. Say that, say that again twice. He looks like he wakes up in the morning, goes straight down to State Street, gets a dick of sausage, Illuminati's deep dish, and, and he goes about his day. But here's my biggest thing is he's worked with Bill Belichick. He's worked with Nick Saban in the Alabama Crimson Tide. He's worked with the Miami Dolphins, the Kansas City Chiefs. He's worked with the Buffalo Bills. He he's been be a good pickup. Right. So many different offenses. And, and you can you can say that they're testified to it. They're all different offenses. They're defensive minded, offensive minded here and there. And I think at the very end of the day, you have to look at it and understand the difference with Matt Nagy and Brian Dable. And, and this is my biggest thing is he's actually been a journeyman. He's learned things from some of the greatest to do it. One of the greatest college head coaches and arguably one of the greatest NFL coaches. He's been around different systems, whereas Matt Nagy, okay, you were with the Eagles for a little bit, which didn't do anything. Um, and then you were with Andy Reid. And while you were with Andy, respectfully, here's where I get with Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy actually has a legitimate resume because he had an MVP season with Mahomes. He had two Super Bowl appearances. He had all this other stuff. Whereas with Matt Nagy, it was just, oh yeah, I was there and I contributed. And I have this name brand to tag along it. And, and that's where the big difference is with Brian is Saban, Belichick, three, several different offensive, uh, different type of schemes that you went with different teams. So to me, I can't speak for Byron. Um, I, I like it. And again, 30 interceptions, a lot of those, I'm going to say 20. And that's being generous. We're on Jameis. That's just being real. I don't care if you had LASIK. I don't care if you stubbed your toe, and I don't care if a bee stung you in the back of the head is the same time you threw the ball. You threw him. It happened, and that's not really on Byron at the end of the day. So I think Brian, to me, is the more legitimate candidate, and, and Byron is the more questionable one. Um, and for Brian Flores, I'm tired of defense. I'm sick of it. I don't want to touch it. I think we need offensive-minded is because it hasn't gotten oh. us anywhere. Oh, young well, Buck. I mean, you got Matt Nagy as an Oh, young, young Skywalker. Yeah. And that's oh, the thing. young Skywalker. <laughs> He's going to rehire He's Matt Nagy. That's why I say you get the you, you, you big-time name, Jim Harbaugh, who's been right. proven uh, to make uh, quarterbacks. You know, you had Alex Smith, who was just a middle-of-the-road quarterback. You got the most out of him. You got the most out of a Colin Kaepernick. Uh, he knows Chicago. He's a big name. He'll put butts in the seats, and he's got a winning pedigree. That would be the winning name if the Miami Dolphins don't back up the Brinks truck. But please, no more talk about Jim Harbaugh. I, I am mean, feeling the like other thing a too, robot. Like Jim Harbaugh. He's already started hiring. Is I mean, up there in Michigan, they're they're already starting to hire assistants and. Right. And we're so Jim Harbaugh is already filling his stat sheet up there, filling his filling his coaching staff. He's not going anywhere. I, right. You know what? It, it they do this almost every year with Jim Harbaugh, at least every yeah. two or three years. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we are done Khaki talking about the Chicago Bears. The season's yeah. over. We've allocated almost yeah, no, exactly you. one hour. <laughs> I mean, look, it's 1252 Chicago sports. I mean, what are we talking about? We can talk about the Bears all night long. I'm not, I'm not even from Chicago. Yeah, but Peter, you don't understand. You don't get the pain. You don't, oh, get, yes. you don't understand oh, the yes, pain. Oh, 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 yes, I do. Oh, yes, I do. More than you think. We have okay. all this We have all this animosity and all this pain and all this depression and all this sadness. Eight winning seasons. Peter, eight winning. Peter, eight, eight. 
Peter, yes, eight yes. winning seasons in 30 years. Eight. How many winning eight. seasons have the Bucks had? I mean, I get it. They have two Super Bowls, but I mean, how many coaches? I mean, yeah. The time okay, there you go. That makes it so much better. That makes it so much better. I mean, eight winning I guess, season in 30 years, one Super Bowl experience, and a shit show in it. You had Jameis Winston. You had Josh Freeman. You had the greatness of. Don't even fucking. Are you kidding me? You want me to go through the quarterbacks the last yeah. 30 years of the Chicago no. Bears? No, they don't have time. Show me three hours long. Just the names of the Chicago Bears quarterbacks. Steve DeBerg. I mean, how many quarterbacks have gone to other places? Jesus Christ, I'm looking to. Doug, look. I'm looking at right now. Mike, you froze up, buddy. You there? He froze up, and 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 you'll. Oh, with, there he is. He, he I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I, I'm, had, I'm going had, all over the place. No more. Stop. Mike Williams won a Super Bowl with the Washington football team. You had Trent Dilfer. You had quarterbacks that had gone to other teams like Vinny Testaverde was a number one overall pick who had like. Hey, don't knock him my paisan, okay? Yeah, that paisan. He was terrible. He was terrible with the Bucks. And there's years where they would have to make the excuse of he was colorblind because he was throwing to the other team all the time. You had Chris Chandelier when he was with the Bucks. They traded Chris Arthur. Chandelier. <laughs> Chris, it was Chris Chandelier here. But when he got to the Atlanta Falcons and the Dirty Birds, he led them to a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer, yo, don't lose the game quarterback. Right. Great defense of the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? No. For the last 30 years, since 1992. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh, 13 starts. Peter Willis, two starts. Will Furr, one start. Jim Harbaugh, Peter, Peter Willis. Steve Walsh, Eric Kramer, Eric Kramer, Dave Craig, Eric Kramer, Eric Kramer, Rick Meyer, Eric Kramer, Steve Stenstrom, Moses Moreno, Shane Matthews, Cade McDowell, Jim Miller, Cade McDowell, Shane Matthews, Jim Miller, Jim Miller, Shane Matthews, Jim Miller, Chris Chandler, Henry Burris, Cordell Stewart, Chris Chandler, Rex Grossman, Craig Frenzel, Chad Hutchinson, Jonathan Quinn, Rex Grossman. Kyle Orton, Rex Grossman, Rex Grossman, Rex Grossman, Brian Greasy, Kyle Orton, Kyle Orton, Rex Grossman, Jay Cutler, Todd Collins, Jay Cutler, Caleb Haney, Josh McCown, Josh, uh, Jay Cutler, Jason Campbell, Jay Cutler, Josh McCown, Jay Cutler, Jimmy Clausen, Jay Cutler, Jimmy Clausen, Matt Barkley, Jay Cutler, Brian Hoyer, Mitchell Trubisky, Jay Cutler, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, Mike Glennon, Mitchell Trubisky, Chase, uh, Chase Daniel, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, Chase Daniel again, Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, and then this year, finally, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles. That's how many starting quarterbacks we have had over the last 30 years. And what is that? That's fucking 30. We've had 30 I mean, starting quarterbacks I, I in 30 years. Are you shitting me? The Bucs have never me? been able Peter, to develop a young quarterback Peter, ever. I and Chandler, Craig Erickson, uh, Trent Dilfer. Uh, you know, uh, there have been quarterbacks. Casey Weldon. Brad Josh and, jo- Brad Brad Josh and Josh Freeman. Yada, yada, yada. It goes on and yeah, goes on. Anytime you get a young quarterback down here in Tampa, they can't develop. The only time they're usually going to do well is when they get a veteran like a Brad Johnson, like a Tom Brady. Very fortunate. Anybody want a Monica that. special? I mean, we all need to smoke a cigar at this point with the quarterback troubles. I mean, both you. of these teams the, are quarterback the, great. The thing is this, man. Is, is, yeah. is, the, with the head coach, the head coaching vacancies right now being the Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings, the New York Giants, the Houston yeah. Texans, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, who else is open there? I think uh, who else is who else is an open candidacy? Denver. Right. 
the best team. I, I keep on seeing. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. What was the other team? That was Denver. He didn't say anything. De- Denver was the other oh, team. Denver. Mike and I are just Denver, sitting here Denver, going. Denver. This Denver's is good. the other team. With all those teams, with all those teams that have the head coaching vacancies right now, yeah. yeah. Which team? I want to ask you three. Which team is the most appealing vacancy that you can grab? Go. To I, me. Oh, I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Um, I, I say Minnesota just because they are the most complete right now offensively. And and you understand that at the end of the day, um, you know, Keelan Mond is most likely not going to be your guy. Um, but you have time to figure that out. And you have two more years of Kirk Cousins, uh, which is going to be a very expensive deal. And, and you can honestly go in there, bring in a defensive coordinator. Um, they can figure that out. They're not too far off. Uh, they did let go of the greatest corner ever in Mike Hughes. I'm just saying I love the guy. It, it was it was very tough to see him go. I had an attachment, but um, no, no, no bias, no bias. I just loved his game. Um, but yeah, I, I think with Justin Jefferson and it's insane to me that, you know, Zimmer didn't give him that Randy Moss record, but he should have broken it. Um, Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook, I think it's the most appealing to go there because there's a lot less you need to do. Okay, well, I'm glad we got that all off our chest. Guess what today is? How guys? about you, Harry? Which which head coaching vacancy is the best vacancy option? The Chicago Bears. I think they're the most ready team. Why? I think they're. I, I think they need to draft a couple of. You want to talk about a promising quarterback? You got uh, arguably the best rookie quarterback in the draft if he was handled correctly in Justin Fields, but that could be a disaster. But on the defensive side of the ball, they're not as far away as you think. Right. I think it was a first year in the system with somebody. They're going to make some changes and adjustments. But you know what? You can make an argument for two of those teams. You can make it for the Minnesota Vikings as well as Chicago Bears because Minnesota's defense is trash, yeah. absolute trash. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I want to get off this narrative about head coaches. Can we well, do that? I, let's, let's, I, 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 I want to get Pete's idea too. Vikings to me, I can't make a case because their defense is trash. I'm going to make a case for the Chicago Bears, not only Justin Fields, not only the defense being in place, but how many games, guys, did they lose in close manner because of coaching? And then on top of it, you're going to have some cap room. Chicago is still an attractive destination. And then on top of that, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's going off into the sunset. He's not going to be with the Green Bay Packers anymore. Kirk Cousins in on offense, eh, a little bit Detroit. You know, this is a division that if you get the right coach, <coughs> Jamar Ball, if you get the right coach in the right time with that defense, I think you can have a major turnaround, especially with that quarterback and his development. And that's why I say if you get the right coach, if you do the right thing in free agency, that's the reason why you put out free agency in the first place. Yeah, you don't have a lot of draft capital because of fields, but guess what? You can fix that boo-boo by going out in the free agency and maybe overpaying for some players, but some players are going to be willing to do that because they believe that Justin Fields is a hot young prospect. That's a great, great point. Great now we're going to get to the playoffs. Points. No rebuttals. That's it. We're all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Shut up. I feel like he's the moderator for the debate between Whew. Biden and Trump. Well, I can God, talk I like about this, this shithole <laughs> said stack of a fucking team all night. I swear uh. to Christ. I want to go. I want to go to comments. I want to talk about some of the upcoming Let's go to games. Comments. I want to see comments. I want to see yeah, comments. Right. I love the Moore's comments. only twenty three. Roger Shue says he also lived in Naperville, so Naperville for life. Uh, Facebook user said, "Fuck Naperville." The best choice would be Harbaugh, but that would cost a lot of cash. Roger Shue says, "Thank you." 
Harry, check the taste of Chicago.com. My go to for I understand. Let me tell you something. Lou Malnati's is one of my Lou favorite pizza places. No, 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 come on. Roger, be Shoe, careful. They, they might be bro? sponsoring my show. They're okay. great, aren't they? I, I love Roger. Facebook, Shoe, come on. I, I like Lou Miles, but come on, bro. A All lot right. of us Cubby fans out here are, 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 are a lot of Cubby fans out here, Mr. Greek. I am very, very aware of that. Pig Dog Video 2001. Is there any value to the Eagles plus eight? Harry, do you think yes. they can keep the game close? Hey, Pig Dog, finally, we got someone asking the question about some handicapping. I'm going to answer that for you in a little while when it's time for it. And it's coming up here in just a few minutes. Facebook user says, Come on, Fat Mike. My parents live in Tampa and I'm going someday. Ben Cornette. Hey, Go. Ben, thanks for tuning in. What's up, Dirty Harry? <laughs> We got a dirty Harry and a little Peter sitting over here. You know how it works. Yeah, Trey Palomalu. I love to hate this guy, and I hate to love this guy. I love this fucking guy. I took the train to the north side, saw guys wearing leggings and doing TikToks. <laughs> Shut up! You forgot That's a typical the man Cup bun. fan right there. Pig Dog says, Mike North, you're absolutely correct. Pig fucking Dog Jesus says, Christ. it's Pappy. Ben Cornette says, do it, Harry. Name him. Name him. Name him. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and save some of these for a little bit later. Again, if you have a question or a comment, we have open phone lines. We're very interactive. 727-320-5866. It's 727-320-5866. It's almost 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central time. We've been on for a little bit over an hour. We haven't even talked about any of the games. I appreciate that everybody that's been tuning in. I'm your host, Harry the Greek, alongside with my co-host, Mr. Peter Blake, newest member of our team, Mr. Mike Hughes, and Fat Mike himself. Go ahead and give us his ripping comments. Love and always, Mike. we love it. <laughs> I love Fat Mike. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to do a little thing called Around the Horn here. We didn't steal it from anybody. Here we go. And I am going to go ahead and Take the floor, and we're going to start talking about some of these games because I'll tell you what, guys, there are some juicy games to bet on this week. We got the Raiders going to the Bengals. This line has actually moved from seven points to six and a half to five and a half points with Cincinnati, and the total's 48 and a half. Peter, take yeah. off, buddy. Who do you yeah. like and why? I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals. They have been the story of the season with Joe Burrow, and I get it. They're a young team. The Raiders do have somewhat of a defense, but I, I'm just not buying the Raiders at this point. The Bengals absolutely clobbered them this year, 32-13 to 13 on the road. It's a young, exciting team. I like the Bengals in this, and I think it's going to be a close game, but I still like the Bengals, and I like the over. Perfect. Mike? Yeah, I'm going over with the Bengals, um, you know, and, and it's going to be the most childish answer, but Jamar Chase won me a fantasy football championship with 55 points in a week, so I'm riding with them to all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, so I'm rocking with the Bengals, no question. Absolutely. Fat Mike. I really, really love the Bengals in this game. But then again, wow. all year, all year, the Bengals have ripped my heart out. But if it, it gun to my gun to my temple, I'm taking the Bengals and the over. Well, you know what? That's why I make the big bucks, ladies and gentlemen. It's my second best pick of the week. You don't even need the points. You take the Raiders on the money line, and let me give you my Ooh. reasons. Let me give you my reasons, folks. They have no offensive line right now in Cincinnati. Defense, they're a mess. Jacobs is playing for a contract year. He's got nine kids to feed, eight different mothers, but who's talking? Okay. <laughs> Tight ends, questionable at this time. My boy's playing great at the QB position at Carr. Defensively, they're going to get after my little Bayou buddy. Look, 
The sexy pick is to take the big offense. They're a year away. This team will be in the Super Bowl, I predict, in the next two years. It's just not this year. I absolutely love the Raiders on the money line. Next game. Wow. The next game is the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. Now, this game has changed so many different ways, and the money keeps going towards the underdogs, ladies and gentlemen. New England's catching four and a half points at Buffalo. The total's 44 points. I'm going to go ahead and give a little dissertation on this game, and then I'm going to let everybody go ahead and respond. After week 11 and week 12, prior to the season starting, the Buffalo Bills, a lot of people didn't know this, had the one of the hardest strengths of schedules in the entire National Football League. But after week 11, in their first 11 games that they played, it ended up being the easiest, not by a little, by a lot. Why are they four and a half and five point favorites in this game against the against the New England Patriots, against the godfather of all coaches in the National Football League, who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? What does he do best when he plays opposing teams, especially on his defense? They take away your best player. You've got a rookie quarterback. Exactly. I'm going to give my I'm going to give my pick out at the very end. Fat Mike, who do you like and why? I exactly what you just said. I like the Pats with the four and a half. I really do like that. That's what I would be betting all day, every day from here on out. If you can get that where it's at, if it's still staying at four and a half, I am taking the Pats plus the four and a half because that's where it's at. This is going to be a very close game. Mike Hughes. You know, as much as I'd love Dable to be uh, off of the season and and getting his little Bears interviews going and hopefully getting his uh, Mike Dicker sausage, you know, downtown, I'd love that. Um, but I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm going to go with the under, and I think that that defense has just been a monster this year, and, and they're talking a lot about the weather this weekend, and it's very questionable. And we see Which defense I- are you referring to, Mr. Hughes? The Bills. The Bills um, defense. I'm solid. I'm sold on that Bills defense. I do think they are going to step up. Um, obviously, they have had a couple moments this year where they look skeptical, but at the same time, you know, you could say the same thing about New England. Um, the problem is – I think you know New England can run it down your throat, but they can all the Bills can stop it. They have a very good run defense, um, and, and the biggest thing to me is Josh Allen, and, and that's that's what it's going to predicate to is. I think in this moment, I would give it to Josh Allen more than Mac Jones is because the last time I saw Mac Jones in a game where weather bothered him, he threw the ball three times where I feel like, you know, you still have Diggs, you still have, Ooh, you still have all these other guys. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the under. <clears throat> great point. You know, I kind of like that. Peter Blake, who do you like and why? Yeah, I'm taking, uh, I'm going with what Mike said also, because the last time you had a weather situation. Mac Jones only threw the ball three times. And look, he has not played well lately. In fact, I think defensive coordinators are starting to pick up on his tendencies. On top of it, the Bills won the division. That's the reason why I like the Bills. The momentum, like you always talk about here, the Mo, Josh Allen, this is a get-over game. The Buffalo, win, uh, Buffalo Bills win one in close fashion. Great, great opinions, and I actually like all three of them. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go to Texas, and Texas means we're going to El Paso. And let me tell you why. Because of the reasons that everybody has given and including the reasons that I gave, I kind of like the under as well. But what's stopping Bill Belichick from only having to stop one thing? Buffalo doesn't run the football, so that means they have to stop Diggs. You take your best player away. Well, who else you got left to go? That's why you should bet the under, but I'm not giving that pick. You can listen to everybody else that's on the panel here. The Greek is 
definitely not picking this game. But if you back me in the corner, I'd have to play New England, but I'm not touching this game with a 10-foot pole. Right. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I just I just can't do it. You know, I value money too much. You know, there, in, in dog racing, there's 15, and 16 races in, the, in, Harry, in a card. Harry, real quick, I do just want to throw out there, like we have seen in the last few weeks, and I, I do understand it was against Atlanta and it was against the Jets, um, but we saw, we saw Singletary, Devin Singletary go 19 attempts, 88 yards, 23 attempts, 110 yards. Then you see him 12 attempts, 22 attempts. The last four weeks, they've been running the football. So I think it's not, they're not predicating themselves on it, but they definitely are running the football to an effective rate. And again, they had the easiest schedule in the National yeah, Football no, League no, after no. just just and you can, they can't help it. They can only play who's on their right. who who are they playing against. Okay, and th- there were games that they should have taken care of and they didn't. But that's for another time. You bring up some really really good points, Mike Fat Mike. You are so right about this young man, Mister Mike Hughes. His knowledge is really good. Don't let your head get too big here because I'll have Peter like step nah, on it like a bug. You know, you, you <laughs> I'm know, kidding. I'm kidding. You know, I'm a Cubs fan. I would never get too big. Shit! And by the way, I grew up as a Cubs fan too. So just, just saying that every I'll time, be. every time my head gets a little big, hey, this is the year. Bam! Your heart's crushed. Bam! Yeah, no, you get shit on your chest. Like Odell. <laughs> be a Bucks fan too. All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to the next game. We're going to talk about the Sunday games, and we're not going to talk about the Eagles at the Buccaneers yet. Well, oh. We're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers at mm. the Dallas Cowboys. Interesting game, guys. Interesting, interesting game. I'll tell you what, the Rams kind of ripped my heart out on that game primarily because I had a lot of money betting that game. I was sitting on my chair just rocking back and forth going, oh, come to daddy, baby. I told you. This is going to be a one. Yeah, yeah. Listen, for the guy that didn't have a dollar on the game, okay, and I I had quite a few (laughs) thousand coming back to me going, I told you. You know what I felt like doing to you, Peter? Okay. I, I, you're, 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 you're lucky it's a family show. I'm not going to tell you what it was. Go but ahead, anyway, it. no, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. It's not, it's not a family show when I'm on here. It's not a family show That's when I'm true. on here. We're going to start like with Mike Hughes. Mike, who do you like and why? San Francisco is getting three points at Dallas. The total's 51. I, I love San Francisco and, and Fat Mike and I have talked about it and I've talked about it on my podcast a few times and it's it's something to where I don't think Kyle Shanahan's, you know, benching Trey Lance for, you know, the reason of just grooming him. I think he understands that this kid's been performing at practice. There's been moments where he's looked good during games in the small portion size that he has. Um, I, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play this game and he's going to start this game because obviously they you know they went to a Super Bowl with him just a couple years ago. Um, but I think we are going to see a lot of wildcat plays and, and plays designed around Trey Lance that no one's going to be pre- ready for and nobody's going to be prepared for because they haven't seen enough of Trey to get an understanding of what that would look like. I think as an offensive coordinator, you have to look at it from Kyle Shanahan's perspective and you have to say, I have the number three overall pick right here. He's been able to sit all year. He's got some playing time. He's been flourishing in practice as of late. Um, And and you have to predicate yourselves on that, especially when you have someone like Diggs and you can put him on the other side of Parsons and you can do whatever you want to do because I'm not really concerned about Lawrence and that toe issue. Um, So I, I really do look at it like that. And I think they have all the capitalism to just go out there and, and, and flourish. And I think they're going to take their opportunities and Debo against Diggs. I'm sorry. As long as Jimmy doesn't throw it 45 times, this kid's not getting an interception on Debo. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Okay. Because I, I, I do love your opinion on it, but I'm going to make a couple of people in this room go, Hmm. Go for that it. Mike. 
Listen, I, th- this game is a, is a, <laughs> it's a very very tough game right now with the way Dallas defense is playing, with the way Dallas offense is playing. But I'm telling you right now, there is no scarier team in the playoffs right now as we speak than the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers can fuck up this entire playoff. Well, who do you like? Really, by coming in here and whooping the shit out of the Dallas Cowboys. And I really believe that the reason why is because they control the line of scrimmage and they control the time of possession any way they can. Running the ball, passing the ball. You got Debo Samuel, 15 fucking running backs that Kyle Shanahan trots out there. Right now they're sitting at it's a, it's a the San Francisco 49ers getting plus three. I'm taking San Francisco 49ers on the money line in this game. That's where I'm sitting at. Good opinion, 100%. I really love the 49ers in this game. Perfect. Peter. Yeah, I love the 49ers too. They have all the components that Fat Mike is talking about. You have a running game. You can control the line of scrimmage, and you can also get after the quarterback. And I'm not sure the Dallas Cowboys have seen that type of pass rush. Did you see Matt Stafford under siege last week? Oh, yeah, I did. Greg Kittle said it best. It's a body bag game. And to me, it's the same type of game. It's going to be a body bag game for the Dallas Cowboys because, once again, they're going to be dead on arrival. I like the San Francisco 49ers in this game. All right. I need my brains to work for me. How many games did Jimmy Garoppolo miss this year, roughly? I think three or four. Okay. And when you think about the San Francisco 49ers, what are the two things you think about most with San Francisco? What do they do exceptionally well? Running. Running ball, play defense. Mm-hmm. So if I Put told that you that the down, San Francisco, Put that pussy dog. <laughs> if, if I told you that the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown for 3,800 yards this year and has missed how many games? Anybody? Three or four about. Yeah. Okay. And he has 20 TDs. Would you say that's a strictly a running team? No. No, I no. would say they have weapons on they, that. They are a sneaky offensive passing team. Kyle Shanahan is an absolute genius when it comes to running an offense. I You're love the zone blocking. Right. I love the zone blocking schemes that he brings forward. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys here for a little bit, guys. Dak Prescott's thrown for 4,400 yards. He's having an incredible season, 37 TDs and 10 interceptions. Okay. Well, the offense has to go somewhere. Okay. And they decided it's going to go to the offensive side of it in regards to passing. Running Everybody's been knocking on Ezekiel Elliott. Look, I just watched the last four games that I watched him play with. He's in a system that doesn't fit him. There's no reason to have Pollard running the ball as much as they are. Neither one of these two running backs are getting enough touches. Let me go ahead and really reiterate this. This team should be a run-first team to set up the pass. Correct. Okay, and they're not. It's the other way around. They're trying to emulate what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did last year and currently doing this year, except they do run the ball a little bit more in Dallas than they do in Tampa, but not nearly enough of what they should. Now, on the defensive side of the game, what I have learned, you need more than two people to play defense. Let me tell you something. I absolutely love Micah Parsons as a running back, but I'm going to tell you where he lacks it. He lacks linebacker, linebacker, linebacker. He, 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 he lacks a little bit of coverage skills, but most linebackers too. They do. And he's not all that great against the run. I've watched 
it's it's if if the guards get their hands up on him, it's over. Especially with a team that runs a lot of zone blocking. I am not leaning towards San Francisco. I love San Francisco in this game on the money line for those reasons. And I'm going to give you a couple of other little stats. Trevon Diggs has given up more yards than any defensive back in the National Football League. He leads the league in interceptions, so that's telling me he's the Jameis Winston of DBs Mm. because he either given up a pick six or he's getting a pick six. I'm sorry, he's not giving up. He's either giving up six or he's getting six. I think I, I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yes. Look, yeah. Dallas is. Yeah. Let me tell you something. That def, that, that offense is scary. Yeah. And if they put it together, running the football, they will handle the 49er game. But the but problem this is Mike is, McCarthy, guys. Yes. And they can't do it because Ezekiel Elliott has lost a step. In fact, Tony Pollard should be the starting running back. There. I don't believe that though, Peter. I'm I don't believe you, that. Since Zeke has gotten that big time contract. His yards per carry have decreased every right. year. Look, man, he's got a thousand yards on two hundred and thirty-seven attempts. That's extraordinary. He has ten. Th- he has ten touchdowns. However, he has lacked on his receptions. He's been targeted sixty-seven times and caught forty-seven passes. This is where Pollard has excelled. They've thrown it forty-six times and he's only dropped seven passes. Now that is a good receiving type of running back but you know what Pollard may not be that guy that needs the ball 25 times and 25 touches a game Peter that's where Ezekiel Elliott needs it the same way as a Leonard Fournette or even a Ronald Jones if I may go ahead and bring some Tampa Bay Buccaneer players for you to try to give some comparisons they need when you have a bell cow you want to talk about a bell cow look I am not an Ezekiel Elliott fan but I got to give credit where credit's due he didn't turn into a pile of dog shit overnight I'm sorry it just didn't happen it's from being a lack of usage and the amount of play calling that they're doing. They got some of the biggest offensive linemen in the entire National Football League, and they just refuse to run the football. They want to be flashy. Mike McCarthy still thinks he's in Green Bay coaching two other quarterbacks. I'm sorry, Dak Prescott is not Aaron Rodgers, and he's not Brett Favre. Simple as that. Sorry, he just isn't. That's just my opinion. That's the game I'm going to give. I love San Francisco on the money line. And it looks like it's a clean sweep here. I do think that I, I do think the Dallas Cowboys, unfortunately, are going to be a one and done. And what else is new? And then they're going to be, you know, Super Bowl favorites next year to start the season, just the like they were every year. You know, you know, back in the nineties, you know, Mister Hughes, you didn't know this, but back in the nineties, the Dallas Cowboys had not one but two planes when they had a road game. Can you tell me why they had two planes, Mike Hughes? Do you know why or no? I'm gonna just say Jerry Jones and leave it at that. No, 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 no. It's actually it was actually pretty cool. You know, Mike's already starting to laugh because he knows where this is going. The Dallas Cowboys used to travel with two planes on a road game because they had the players and all the personnel on one, and the probation officers were on the other plane. Yeah, they, <laughs> he they, didn't get that yeah. one. <laughs> you know? Oh, well, we will definitely yeah, all get it. With the criminals, yeah, you're not lying. Uh, no, but but it's but but it's kind of funny. But you know, and also talking about that game, let's talk about their first six games. I mean, I, I'm not trying to beat up on Dallas, but let's call it like it is. They lost a heartbreaker to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right. which I thought the Bucks were just going to wipe them off the face of the earth, and they didn't. They gave Tampa everything they could handle, and Tampa turned the ball over so many times and still won the game. That's to show you how bad that Dallas's defense was. 
They beat the Chargers, which was the only good team at the time in their first six games of their schedule. Then they whipped up on Philly by 20, the Panthers by eight, the Giants by 24, and then they beat the Patriots by six. So let's talk about the games they lost because they were 12 and five. How can records be this deceiving? I'll tell you how. They lost to Tampa Bay, Denver, Kansas City, the Raiders, and Arizona. They haven't beaten a team over 500. I mean, technically. I mean, a legitimate team over 500. Other than the Philadelphia Eagles, when they played them at the end of the season and they rested all their starters. Just let that sink in for a second. That's why the Dallas Cowboys are only getting, that's why the Dallas Cowboys are only a three-point favorite because Vegas is pretty smart. Right. Any comments or can we move on to the next game? I just, one last point, and and it's, it's I get a lot of heat for it, but I always say it, you know, Diggs is just like his brother. I think he's a better wide receiver than he is a corner. I played mm-hmm. nickel, I played safety. When I watch this guy cover you, what he really does is he stops, he watches you running your route, and then he runs alongside you. He's not really sticking on you like glue. He's not really being there. He's not being in that zone and that coverage. He's really a better wide receiver. Now you see him running the same route as the wide receiver, and he just is automatically ready to just catch the ball. He's not trying to deflect it. He's not trying to punch it out. He's not trying to do anything like that. Um, he doesn't care about just you know the second down, the third down, fourth down, whatever it may be. He cares about catching the football, and and I think that's honestly what's going to burn them in this playoff game. Is is I'm betting on I'm betting against Diggs. Yep. No, that's very, very good. Now we're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This line started out at Tampa minus 10. It's now Friday, and this line has done everything I thought it was going to do. It has dropped all the way down to Tampa only being minus eight. There's been a lot of money going on Philadelphia. Well, right now, right now up here, Harry, I don't, mind, I don't mean to cut you off. Right now up here in the points bet sports book up here in Chicago, it's at eight and a half. Eight and a half. Well, it's going to vary by a half a point, depending on what book you're talking about, but it's down as low as eight and a half. Don't be surprised this game goes to seven and a half and seven. This very well could possibly do it. According to the trend, I think the line's going to end up going back to nine or 10 points. Okay. And I'm going to let Peter go ahead and start first because I know the way he feels about them Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a lot of points, Peter. Which way are you going to bet and why? Yeah, it's a lot of points at this uh, end of the day. Of course, the Bucs win the first matchup 28-22, to 22, a little bit closer than it should have been. But you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I actually think they're better, and this is why. Don't look at the offensive weapons. Of course, they're missing Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. Look on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to have JPP back, Shaq Barrett, and Levante David, which will help their rushing defense. Levante David may not play their undecided. Okay, well, again, they're going to be better off on the defense. And then with all that being said, they're going to have Leonard Fournette. I think the Bucs will revert back to their old game plan. This may be a close game, but I'm going to take Tom Brady in the postseason and that Tampa Bay Buccaneer team versus the Philadelphia Eagles, which, by the way, you want to talk about teams not being uh, playoff caliber ones. The Philadelphia Eagles this year, 0-6 versus playoff teams. Make it a lucky 7-0-7 seven, oh seven against the Bucs on Sunday. Absolutely. Mike Hughes? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I can't I can't say anything other than it's the Bucs, and, and that's just the reality of it is I, I, I'm a Jalen Hurts supporter. I, I believe that this kid is a couple years away, and, and I say that kindly if everything goes well. Um, I just don't see it right now with Philly on either side of the ball on how they can, you know, 
magnetize this moment and, and really go into it like they did in 2018, uh, no, 2017, pardon me, with Nick Foles. Um, it's not that same team. It's not even close to being that same team. Um, the only difference is this time they have a legitimate wide receiver in Smith. But other than that, um, I, I just don't see it. So I don't think – and especially with Miles, Miles uh, Sanders. You know, they're talking about, oh, this kid's hand is broken, but he's still going to play. And even when his hand wasn't broken, he still wasn't effective. So they have no run game. They're skeptical of the passing. And, and I think, like, all the reasons you guys mentioned, you know, with Barrett and all of them coming back, they're just going to feast. Okay, good point. Mike? Ooh, uh, to, to, to bounce off this, I really like – I want to say my, my, my go-getter from the get-go. I really like the Eagles plus the eight and a half. You can get them there. If you get them higher than that, I really like that even more. Um, The way that the Tampa Bay defense has been kind of struggling and injured and under COVID, all the other good stuff, I really like the way that this Eagle team can get eight and a half. Now, bouncing back to Mike, when he says there's no run game with the Philadelphia Eagles, there is a run game. That run game is your quarterback, is Jalen Hurts. He's been killing it all year, running up and down the field, killing it all up and down the NFC East, all up and down the NFC, regardless. I really like the Eagles to cover right now, sitting right now at eight and a half. I really like it. If it gets higher, I like it even more. Yeah, my thing is just more of like we, we keep that energy about Brian DeBall and and we and the and the Buffalo Bills about not having a run game outside right. of Josh Allen. So I have to look at it as the same thing with the Eagles, is that's fine, but defenses are definitely gonna prepare solely for Hertz, and that's just about it. Right. No, you you're not wrong. You're not wrong. This Philadelphia Eagle team, guys, is a very scary team. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why. They are also a team that's playing way above their means. You know what this game reminds me of, ladies and gentlemen? This reminds me of last year's Super Bowl run for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they ended up having to go to the Washington football team on the road. This is the same week exact, one of the playoffs, mind you. Week one of the that's playoffs. That's right. And, and it's the same type of game. The difference is, is this team is now going to play in their own home stadium. The question's supposed to be this. Why isn't this game minus 12 to 14 points? I'm going to tell you why. What is the strongest part of Tampa's defense? Would you say it's the pass defense or the run defense? My fat Mike. D-line. D-line is the strongest part. So it's against the run, correct? You you think statistically they would be against the run. Mike Hughes, how about you? Yeah, I think it's the trenches. I think that's where you would have to go with it. Peter Blake? Yeah, it's it's against the run. That's their staple. Okay, they're number three in the National Football League against the run. But let me dig a little bit deeper because everybody knows what I think about statistics. They're about as good as what you wipe your ass with after taking a dump. Okay? <laughs> nobody, nobody plans on, <laughs> nobody plans on running the football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're trying to get into a shootout. But here's a stat for you that a lot of people don't know. Did you realize that running – through the tackles, this team is third in the NFL. Right. But they're 30th in the NFL on defense when you run outside the tackles. Right. And this is where Philadelphia excels at, especially with a mobile quarterback. I don't care that Levante David and Shaq Barrett, that is something you cannot ignore is that they lack so bad on the outsides. Right. And that goes back into what Todd Bowles does. And this is why it's so bad to run two high safeties in the game because they're daring you to run the football. Be careful, Tampa. 
You don't want to do this against this team. They ran for 2,800 yards on the ground. I'm making a compelling argument for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to be winning this ball game at halftime. Right. Covering, if not winning, but Tampa beats the brakes off this team in the second half. Exactly. Because they're not gonna they're not gonna know what's gonna happen. That's, okay. That's, that's what I mean. Let's just is. be real. Okay. That's I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna give you a first half bet. If you put me in a corner, you gotta take Philly plus the points, but I, I just don't see it. It just depends on how many points Philadelphia scores in this first half. Right. But I will give you this. The total is 45 and a half. This game is supposed to be over 50 points. But weather is going to have something to do with it in this game. It's going to get chilly. It's going to get windy. And when I say chilly, guys, I'm talking in the 50s, okay? But 50 degrees here it's in Florida. It's supposed to be rainy, too. Well, hold on. 50 degrees in Florida with heavy winds and that gulf breeze coming across is only nice in the summertime, not in the wintertime. Okay, that wet cold is nasty. Tom Brady knows a little bit about playing in the inclement weather, and so does Philadelphia. But that's going to slow your field down. That's going to stop them passes going left and right. If Tampa runs the football, they're going to have tremendous success off of this team. But they can't help themselves. Okay, they just can't help themselves. They want to throw the ball deep, and Philadelphia does rush the passer pretty well. They can stop the run pretty decent. But I don't know how. Look, Philadelphia is going to give them everything they can handle in the first half. I just think Tampa is just going to outcoach them, and they're going to outclass them in the second half. And it wouldn't surprise me. But if you back me in a quarter, take Philadelphia. I'd rather go to Texas. But again, forty-five and a half. If you like Tampa, you play under. If you like Philadelphia, you play the over. I hope that helps you. I don't know what else to say in there. I'm sorry, I'm playing both sides of the fence. I don't really. I'm not really going to have a very big position in this game. The next game, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Line started out at 14. Why the line's not 16 or 17, I have no idea. Kansas City's only 12 and a half, and the total's 46. Fact, Mike, quickly, who and why? Listen, I love this game, and as much as I would like to see the Steelers cover, it's not going to happen. I'm taking the Chiefs plus 15. If the you can adjust 15. your bet, adjust the bet by the points. I'm minus taking, 15, I'm taking the Chiefs plus fifteen. Yeah, okay. yeah, minus fifteen. Yeah, minus yeah, I I second that. I, I go plus fifteen on it. Uh, you know, unless unless you're bringing a uh, A B and Le'Veon Bell on on ten day contracts, I don't see Big Ben having any type of success with this. Um, so and you're gonna have to have the Big Ben of old as well. So I'm definitely not taking the Steelers. Peter Blake. Yeah, the Big Ben of old is, uh, you know, at the end of the day, he's just old, okay? It's a great story for the Steelers to make the playoffs, but they are no way, shape, form going to be able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to blow this team out. They're going to blow their doors out. I like Kansas City big in this game. I'm going to tell you this much right now. I don't have Kansas City scoring, not Kansas City. I don't have the Pittsburgh Steelers scoring more than 10 points in this game. Mm. I think Kansas City covers this game very, very easily, and I don't think they're going to be doing it on offense. I got Big Ben throwing the ball in picks maybe twice, and they're going to turn the ball over twice, and it's going to give Kansas City very short fields. Mm. Uh, if you can get some prop bets inside of there, uh, play the over on uh, Big Ben actually throwing some picks. Uh, I think Kansas City is going to win this game and they're not going to have to pass the ball that much. I think their defense is going to do the job because this is what's made Kansas City as strong as they are this year, and it's not because of their offense. It's because of what that defense is finally starting to do. 
they get that offense clicking and they're not coughing the ball up, this could be a very scary team in the AFC. But that's my pick. It's a clean sweep. I'm not giving up 15 points. I don't ever give more points. Ever, 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 ever. 12 and a half is plenty. Trust me on that. But lay the 12 and a half in them. Last but not least, you got the Arizona Cardinals at the Rams. The Rams are minus four. This line is not moved. Totals 49 and a half. Peter Blake, who do you like and why? Yeah, I got to go with the Rams. I mean, even though I'm not a believer in Matt Stafford in this defense uh, because they blow a 17-0 lead to the San Francisco 49ers, Arizona doesn't do it for me either. Uh, They just got beat by the Seattle Seahawks. So try to figure the Arizona Cardinals out. I can't. I'm going to go with the Rams in a close one once again. Mike Hughes. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, And the biggest thing for me is I don't think he's going to have the biggest impact in the game, but him being there, his presence in Cam Akers, um, being full send, like we're not we're not BSing it anymore. It's not just get your feet wet. Um, I think that's going to take a lot of pressure off Matthew Stafford, and it's the same problem with Josh Allen. It's the same problem um, with a lot of other quarterbacks in this league that we've already talked about, especially Jalen Hurts, um, is that they're one-dimensional offense. And now that Cam Akers is there, not that he's going to be the biggest threat, um, but you definitely have to prepare for that as a defense that it is a possibility that him michelle and henderson can get going um so i am gonna take the rams in this one because i think it's gonna take pressure off of stafford really good points fat mike i'm taking the cardinals on the money line i think the cardinals have the rams number all day every day every single day i like kyler murray in this matchup i like what the cardinals defense has been bringing to the table over the last couple of weeks and I, I just Kyler Murray. It's now his time to step up. It's his. Yeah. It's it's his now time. Right now is going to make or break Kyler Murray. You're either going to look at him like, okay, well, it's it's Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, or it's going to be like, oh my God, it's Kyler Murray. And I think Kyler Murray steps up this last this this, this coming up weekend and beats the brakes off the Rams. I'm taking the Cardinals on the money line. Wow, that's a very, very, very strong pick. Totally opposite where I'm going to go to on this. This is my game of the week. Lay the four points. This is the best team in the NFC. This is the best team in the National Football League. They just haven't shown it yet. If this team can decide they're going to go ahead and play defense, I don't know, maybe come out of your shell. I could be totally wrong with this. I doubt it. I know what I'm watching. Matthew Stafford has not played the way he should be. Uh, They need to commit a little bit more to the run game. But I'm going to give you some prop bets. You're going to get two picks from Kyler Murray. And he's going to get sacked for more than four times in that game. They are going to cough that ball over. The Arizona Cardinals are not the team that the Rams are. Uh, Arizona loses this game. I predicted they wouldn't win another game four games ago, and they ended up squeaking one out. And uh, just a long story short, this is the top game of the week for betting purposes. The total is 49.5 points. Stay away from that. Stay away from the over-under in that game if you like the Rams. If you have to push me into a corner, play the under because Kyler Murray's not going to know what hit him in this game. And those are the games in the National Football League for the first round of the NFL playoffs. Mr. Fat Mike. Can I do one thing? Let, let, oh, let's sure. recap all of our picks. Let's recap everything. Harry, sure, you started absolutely. off. You, you, tell who, who, you tell who, what, and when. Um, again, I was going to go over that a little later, but that's fine. What do you want to recap, sir? The game? Let's, reca- let's recap it. Uh, P- Peter, what are your picks for the week all down the line? Raiders Sensi, uh, Peter. Uh, well, I pick Sensi. Perfect. P- uh, Mike. Sensi. Mike. I have the Bengals in the over. Okay. And I have the Raiders on the money line. 
I love that pick, and I hate it at the same time. Yep. Philadelphia. I'm sorry, New England or Buffalo? Mike Hughes. Buffalo. Buffalo. Peter. Buffalo in the under. Fat Mike. I got Pats plus the four and a half. Minus four and a half. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm minus four and a half. Yeah, minus four and a half. The Greek went to Texas in this game. I can't give that pick out. <laughs> Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. Oh, uh, Fat Mike. Go ahead. Uh, Fat Mike, I, I'm taking the Eagles plus the eight and a half. Okay. Uh, Mike Hughes? Tampa. Tampa without a doubt. Tampa minus eight and a half. Peter? Tampa. I'm going to push myself in the corner. I'm going to have to take Philly plus the eight and a half because that was another game that I went to Texas with. Obviously, we're keeping score. I still think Tampa's going to win the game, but they're going to outscore them in the second half. San Francisco at Dallas. Peter? San Francisco. Mike Hughes? San Francisco. Fat Mike? San Francisco money line. San Francisco money line for me as well. Uh, Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Kansas City minus 12 and a half. Fat Mike? I got the Chiefs, minus 15. Perfect. Mm. Mike Hughes. I got the Chiefs. Peter Blake. Kansas City. Sounds good. Arizona at the Rams. Fat Mike. I got Arizona Cardinals on the money line. Perfect. Mike Hughes. I'll take the Rams. Give me Stafford. And minus the four. Peter Blake. Rams in a close one. Perfect. Well, I guess we just recapped them all, Mike. Yeah, that was nice. I liked how that went. That was really nice. Yeah, that that, that was actually pretty cool. It's good. Mike Hughes, I appreciate you showing up on the show. I'm going to go ahead and give you a second. I'm going to make you full screen. Tell everybody where they can find you, sir. Yeah, you can find me, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, at Mike on the Mike Podcast. It's everything Chicago-related for the most part, unless it's Antonio Brown type news. Um, we really don't cover it, but um, you can also find me on the ASAP network, all sports, all plays network. I've become in the president of the ASAP plus network. We have an all women show over there. They're doing amazing things. We're getting diverse. Hold on. The ASAP network. They just had a show on there with Ruth, Ruth Kagayas, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ruth, the truth. Yeah. I seen that show. Haven't you seen it, Peter? Yeah, I think I've seen it before. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. No, I think I've seen that as well. Okay, I, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, you're fine. That, that was really it. Uh, you know, the all women show. They're they're really doing their thing, and I'm really proud of them. And and they're taking the they're taking the stream by storm. And uh, I'm I'm really honored to be here. I appreciate joining uh, 12:52, and and I can't wait to keep going. Perfect. Hey, you have yourself a great one. Welcome to the team, brother. You take care of yourself. Thanks a lot, Mike. Yes, sir. All righty, Fat Mike. Tell everybody where they can find you, brother. You just find me here. Where? Just find me here. I'm 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 not gonna do this. We we you can just find me here. I'm always just floating around. Listen, I'm fat like I, I cover a lot of space. Listen, my name doesn't supersede me. All right, I cover a lot of space. You find me on Twitter at Fat Mike Chicago. Find me on twelve fifty two all day, every day. I'm always there sitting there fucking around, you know, doing That's my thing. Boy. But the hey. real, the real, the real heavy hitters of this entire thing, Harry the Greek and Peter Blake. That's where it boils down to, guys. I'm shaking my pen at you, you guys. I tell you, yeah, you guys you. are bringing stuff. Hey. You guys hey. are bringing stuff. You guys are bringing hey. good stuff. Hey, Mr. Rolex this? here sitting in the sport coat. Look at this fucking guy. Good grief, sport coat, <laughs> Rolex, nice knit beard. Look at this guy, sweet Pete. He's the guy. 
Mike, thank you so much for coming on tonight. You've been awesome, my brother. Thank you for having me, guys. I really do appreciate you. Make sure you guys check in on, again, really quick, make sure you guys check in on 1252 Sports Chicago. You guys find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, find us everywhere. Harry, great show, and congratulations, my friend. You had a great day today, and I'm really proud of you. I really, really am. Peter Blake, proud of you too, man. You guys are kicking ass over there at doing doing what you guys are doing at the sports web. I'm really proud of you guys. I love the both of you like family. You guys are great. I love you guys. And I cannot wait until next week's episode to recap all this stuff. You it's guys be fun. until then, take care, and I'll see you guys later. It's time for me to watch Family Guy do. and have another Love drink. you, brother. Appreciate take care, you. Man. Take Love care. you, man. See you, brother. All right. See you. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, it was. But we got some comments to go through and everything else, man. I well, love that it. new guy, Mike. I'll yeah. tell you what, that, that new guy, Mike, he's awesome. Really, yeah, really very good Very knowledgeable. Absolutely. Christian says, as far as, as far, and I'm far from a Trubisky truther, this is more so just an indictment on Nagy. The way the article was laid out, just not the way you go about business. I think I already read that one. Facebook user says, Trubisky will be a backup, LOL. I don't think so, man. He's going to get his opportunity. Yeah. Facebook user says, Carla Alicorn. Okay. Hi, Carla. Alex Lucemore. What's up, Alex? Thanks for tuning in, brother. Olin Krutz is one of my favorites. Absolutely. Alex also says, every offensive line needs one of those nasty dudes. Without question. Ben Cornette says, can Olin Krutz please punch Antonio Brown just for the heck of it? You know what? I would fire them cannons again, bro. Yes, brother. I'm going to fire it. That's a high-powered rifle, too, by the way. Yeah, he's got it pointed right at him. I wish he Actually, would. Bill Vec was good with that high-powered rifle, wasn't I'm he, Peter? Swing the bat, and that's what Tell you Tell me did. about it. It's Alex nice. Lucemore said, well said. Love the offensive line talk coming from a fellow fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey god i gotta bring it back and i see him pumping his fist what was that <laughs> here we go ready here we go that was a good one thank you oliver chapman says olin represented chicago facebook user says bears want smith x texans gm Hmm. I don't know about that. Christian says, preach fat, Mike. Preach on, bro. Facebook user, do you guys think the Packers will make it? Hmm. You know, Peter, hmm. I'm going to let you go ahead and take that one. And don't be partial. You got to be not. You got to be by. You can't be biased because I know you're a Tampa Bay homer. But do you think the Green Bay Packers can make it? Well, look, they have every opportunity to do that. But with Aaron Rodgers' uh, record in the NFC Championship game, being at one and four, I would actually say no, not likely. And uh, you know what? They may get upset by the San Francisco 49ers in just a couple weeks. So, hey, Green Bay Packer fans, enjoy that. Well, I, I got to say, I'll give you my opinion on it. Mm. Hell no. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. You're a Bears homer. Rogers Christopher Cole said, Tristan Wirfs, enough said. You're yes. absolutely correct. Hey, man, that was a great comment. Thank you so much for tuning in, Tristan. Ben Cornett says, in my opinion, it's most likely going to be an offensive coordinator that gets the Bears head coaching job, mainly for Justin Fields to help him develop. That's a really, really, really good opinion on that. Thank you, Ben. Roger Shue said, McCaskies are Malacas. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Pig Dog Video 2001 says, well, they had John Fox. He had previous head coaching experience. You know what? Great point. 
I forgot all about that. Oh, wait a minute. They didn't have to pay him a whole bunch of money. Well, there ben Corn a lot of Bears fans would like to forget about the John Fox era. Yep. And Ben Cornette says, I love blood boiling, Harry. That's pretty good. Facebook user said, Fields is going to be the best quarterback in the Bears history. Watch my watch my boy a star. Yeah, could be. Roger Shue says, Fat Mike, have an old style for me. You know what? I can <laughs> use an old style. For those of you down here in Florida and across the Midwest that don't know what an old style is, you're missing out on something. But I can tell you this much. Where I grew up in Cicero, there was a bar and an old style sign on every corner, mm. sometimes twice. Hmm. And, and and I think Mike, I'm going to see Mike. Isn't that true? Yes. The thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. He's shaking his head. Yeah. That's the middle finger. That's not nice. <laughs> now Peter Blake's girlfriend's coming on going, Vin Figuai. I love you. That's what she said. <laughs> my other girlfriend. Oh, my God. It? Come on. What is no, it? What is what is it? What is it? Dating night for me here? I guess it's the sport code. That's what. Hey, just, just, just take your pick. I guess. <laughs> ben Cornette says all Peter needs is a white dress shirt and a red bow tie, and he says, "Ha ha." Shut <laughs> up! Can anybody name the two famous presidents or the two? I'm sorry. Nope. There were two famous people shot in a movie theater. Just think about that for a second. I'm not allowed to say it. One of them was Abraham Lincoln. The other one, I'm not allowed to say. Can I say it, you think, Peter? Can I say it? Sure, go for it. It was Abe Lincoln and the man that sat in front of Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Shut up! Mo Beerman, thanks for tuning in. Nobody else wanted it. Most DC knew Nagy was done. I would probably, you know what? That is an awfully, uh, awfully good, you know, uh, analogy. But I don't think that's going to be right. I really don't. Rally Barrett Valdez, that boy Mike Hughes. Yeah, he definitely is a lot of fun to have here. Mo Bierman, Fournette carried them last year in the playoffs. Without question, he sure did. And he will this year, too. Watch. Ben Cornette says, well, that's it. That's got to make it press past that first run. I wouldn't really tote the ball with him too much. You know, especially coming off that injury, it might be too much, but who knows, man? That's Lombardi Lenny. Yeah. You know, but a but now according to uh Antonio Brown, they try to make you play hurt. Oh, yeah, of course. And according to LaShawn McCoy, the Bucks uh screwed up the incentives there by not giving Brown the incentive after he had the fake vaccination card. But oh, by the way, they got Gronk his incentive, they also got Nadamakan Sue his incentive. And also hooked up Brown with his incentive. The only incentive at this point is that first, I don't have to say incentive again. And second, we don't have to talk about the Antonio Brown situation anymore. Let well, this he could have been incentivized. I'm telling you, just to, we we all at this point just need to uh, free ourselves from Antonio Brown. Just go make some crappy yep. uh, rap album. You know, hang out with Kanye. You guys can talk about how you uh, sniffed paint when you were kids. I don't know. Whatever you guys do. You know what? I haven't done it yet on this show, but I need to tell everybody, anybody that's tuning in, make sure you take a moment, share the show. This is how we grow this platform yeah. and these shows organically. Go to the YouTube channel on 1252 Sports and make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. If you want to see Peter Blake, go over to the Peter Blake's channel on the sports web and go ahead and like and subscribe. Do it with everybody. We all love it. We're a happy family here. And most importantly, leave a comment. We love the comments because honestly, 
we like to make it interactive. We haven't had any phone calls today, which is very unusual for the show. Yeah. But you know what? I'm okay with it. Ben Cornette says Brady has made left, which look better than he actually is. BL needs more time as an offensive coordinator before he can be a head coach, in my opinion. Byron Leftwich needs to work with another quarterback as a coordinator before he can be an NFL head coach, in my opinion. So that is another way to look at it. And I kind of agree with Ben Cornette because, hey, brother, Brady can make a lot of people look good. He might be right there. Facebook user says, when they were in the playoffs last year, the Bucks ran the football. That is correct. Ben Cornette says, is that a requirement to be a Bears head coach to eat a Ditka? <laughs> Talk about pressure, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mo Beerman says, Moses Moreno. Yeah, no, didn't like him much. Yeah, Chicago. Facebook user says, Chicago. Ben Cornette says, past Bucks and Bears quarterbacks are like dog crap and cat crap. Both have stunk. You can scoop up one, but the other just sticks to the grass to dry out over time. Hardest part is which crap is comparable to each to each team. Boy, we, we don't have enough time to even talk about that. Roger Shue says, Boys Town. I think he's referring to something. And I'm not going to say it. That's not nice. No. Not nice, Roger. Roger's not nice. It's not nice to talk about your plans during the weekend, Roger Shue. That's true. Facebook user, you guys rock. Roger Shue says, Ditka's Maxwell St. Polish. I'm sorry, Maxwell Street Polish is awesome. <laughs> Shut up! Well, you see, Peter, you didn't understand. Maxwell, never mind. I have to take no, it to I, Chicago just, to explain Roger it. Shue, it's, an actual, it's an actual street. It's actually well, pretty cool. I think Roger Shue is talking about wieners because he is. Dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the ones you actually eat, Peter. <laughs> and oh god that just didn't it. come out right i wish Stephen glasker was on the show tonight boys town <laughs> Stephen glasker said what's up fellas steven how are you roger shoe says how do we follow mike hughes um, you need to stop following mike hughes that's the problem there stalker yeah really he is a stalker isn't he? <laughs> troy palomalu says this is a friendly family show when big mike is here <laughs> and here we go again peter blake's new girlfriend vom new gingle there you go and his <laughs> other girlfriend that's her sister vom red Ooh, a redhead that's, i like i love that, redheads. that's an eat that's ed treatment but just to let you know oh great Vong and here's your other girlfriend vong org hey uh moderator roger shoe you gotta keep these people out of here muffing should put Yep. I, I can't. I, we we can't understand what she's saying here. Ben Cornette says close game, but the Bucks win twenty three seventeen, so they don't actually cover the spread. I I can appreciate that. Ben, my upset pick is the Steelers over the Chiefs. Really? Wow. Why everybody is getting on that Steeler bandwagon? We even had uh, David Moser who was saying the same thing. Wow. I can't. I can't see that man. I can't I just, see it either. Big Ben to me is like a dead arm at this point. No, he's he's dead. All right. Christopher Cole says, just don't turn the ball over. Right. Roger Shue says, English only in chat, please. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You, you don't want to read what they were saying. They were talking about how sexy Peter Blake is. Oh, that's pretty good. Facebook user says, this is my upset of the weekend. Steelers 27-24. Wow, that is pretty strong. 
Ben Cornett says, Chiefs can't stop the run consistently. Also, Clyde Edwards-Holaire is out for Kansas City. Also, T.J. Watt didn't play in their previous matchup, so Mahomes had all day to throw the ball. Very interesting. I, With all due respect, Mr. Cornett, and no. 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 <laughs> no I don't see that. Chris uh, Cole says, Steelers will upset. Okay, wow. Chris. Wow. Wow, there's a lot of people saying wow, that. Is, is, this, is this something that you're actually hoping for, or is that something you actually feel? That's 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 I, my I issue there. I guys. don't know. I mean, it may be gas. Yep, I think so. Stephen Glasker says, would love to join the show, but busy packing for trip to Tampa tomorrow. That's right. Stephen is on his way down from the Dallas-Fort Worth area yes. coming to watch his Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the last time I see Fat Mike giving us the number one, oh, the, the downstroke. I love that. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, honestly, the last time Stever came down, Stephen came down, and this could yeah. be an omen to all the Buck fans that are actually watching the show off of Peter's platform. They lost. Did they? And they lost. They, lo they got their brakes beat in nine to nothing. By the New Orleans Saints. Oh, so, God. Just saying. Just, just saying out there. So anybody, that, if if the Bucks do so happen to lose this game, just blame Stephen Your Glasker. Your fault, Stephen Glasker. Ben Cornett says, Bengals, Bills, Bucks, Cowboys in overtime, Steelers upset pick, and Rams. Stephen Glasker says, Harry, looking forward to seeing you and hopefully Peter after the game. Yeah, of course you're going to see Harry the Greek in a little peek. Chicago Clubhouse Network. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? How you guys doing over there? Thank you so much for showing some love over there and letting That's us go little, and go on your platform. Right here. <laughs> Shut up! Facebook user says, yep, I grew up with old style. It's not still. Style. <laughs> I think he's had a few too many. I don't know who that was. 1252 Sports Entertainment says, old style is amazing, but PBR is better. Uh-uh. I, I, listen, I'm Harry the Greek, and I do not endorse that comment and improve that message. Ah, hmm. uh, the sports web says old style is amazing, but PBR is better. Old style. Oh, here it is. Oh, wow. Somebody Abe is Lincoln. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he was playing along. It was Abe Lincoln and the wow. man that sat in front of Pee Wee Herman. Sure. There you go. <laughs> Great job. Chicago. And he goes, we, Oh, we. so he did know that joke. Oh, Chicago clubhouse said Pee Wee. <laughs> And your Russian girlfriend's back. I, I don't know. V-F-Y-I. Huti Kukuto. And, and her cousin's here. This is her cousin. Von Orange. And this is her mother. Von Neagle. Yep. Stephen Glasker says, why is no one talking about Le'Veon Bell? He's been playing great the last couple of games. If Fournette isn't quite right, give him the rock to Bell. Hey, I agree with you. And, and if you remember, Peter and I were talking about it on the sports web as well as the over-under mm -hmm. here. Here on 1252 Sports, we were talking about plenty of times that when Le'Veon Bell gets into the game that they just need to run him to the tires fall off the car to see what he has left in the tank. Peter, that's a great point. It is. I, it I is. think he still has a ton in the tank. Great, great, great job, by the way. Great comment, Steve. Roger Shue says, PBR is my beer since I can't get old style here in Florida. Come on, guy. We know you're a black label guy. Peter already told me. Sports Web. Peter Blake is the man. Sports Web. Like and subscribe. Chicago Clubhouse Network. Peter Blake is the man. Sports Web. Like and subscribe. Wow. It's all the way across. 1252 Sports. 
1252 Sports, Sports Web, LOL, ha, 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 Ben <laughs> Cornette. And it just keeps going on. Stephen Glasker says, way ahead of you. The Sports Web already liked and subscribed. Nice. Thank Sh- you. Absolutely. Talking about wieners, Chicago Clubhouse Network. <laughs> that's that's right there. <laughs> talking. Oh, my God. They're all talking about wieners. Chicago says, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Christopher Cole says Bell and Lenny should be on the field at the same time, especially in third bound. Steven Glasker says, agreed with you, Christopher Cole. Ben Cornette says those names on Peter's girlfriends are the names of Peter's palms. That's how far I'll go with that. <laughs> Shut up! You know, I like that one. That's, that's the comment of the week. I got to read it again. Those names of Peter's girlfriend, Peter's palms. That's how far I'll go. Ben Cornette says, just the feeling that the Steelers will win the game. You know what? I, I get it. I, I get it. That's what I think it's more right wishing. Now. It's gas. Roger oh, Shoe says, don't be a Peter. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a little Peter. Oh, be, I can't do it on mine. See, I know you can't, there. brother. Hey, that's what happens when I got better equipment, but that's okay. Christopher oh, that Cole says, stay at the hotel, Stephen. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Steven Glasker says, thanks a lot, Harry. Hey, Tampa, don't at me if the Bucks lose, LOL. No, yeah, they better not fault, lose. Bro. It is your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. Your fault. It's your, it's your fault. Your fault. Here's another one. Steven Glasker is my new Newman. <laughs> huh? It's from It's from Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ben Cornette says, Peter thought that Rolex would elevate his swag, but that's true. I'll tell you what. How about this, Ben? And you. <laughs> Shut up. And, and, and here's, here's another one for you and Ben. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? I got to tell you, man, I had a lot of fun. I had a he lot of fun it. having Mike and Mike on here. And I'll tell you what, what a catchy name for Mike. Yeah. Mike on the mic. So it sounds like a uh, radio show down the road. It, it does. Yeah. And, you know, that, that that's pretty good. It seems like everybody's kind of really diversified. I mean, it's like everybody's going from platform to platform. You know what? There's nothing wrong with playing nice in the sandbox. It's not. There's nothing wrong with that unless you don't. I just do wish that. my old platform felt the same way. Yeah, they don't. They're, they're kind of. I'm uh, only kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not. But yeah. Peter is a cutie at 1252. Jesus. Oh, my God. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> Why you hating, Stephen Glasker says. Ben <laughs> Cornett says, great show, Harry, Peter, Mike, and Mike Hughes. Chicago Clubhouse Podcast. I'm sorry, Chicago Clubhouse Networks. 1252 and Sports Web are on the up and up. Yes. Again. Roger Shue says, great community. There you go. Peter. Yes. It's going to be a really good weekend, man. It is. I, I can't ready. wait. You know, I, I got. I, I'm I so want to work tomorrow. I, I am. I am so excited about. Are you this. sure I, you're excited? I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Hang on. I, hang on. I don't believe you. I'm going to go full screen. I'm excited about this show. I'm excited about the weekend. I'm excited about getting up in the morning and eating something and drinking my coffee. I am so excited. In fact, I've had too much coffee. Super wild card weekend. Uh, Fat Mike. <laughs> Effin loves you guys. I just love Fat Mike, bro. Yeah, I, I just do. Steven Glasker says you old plat, your old platform sucks. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and get some applause for that. Hold on a sec. Hold on. Yes, yes, 
Yes! Yes! I have no idea what Stephen Glasker is talking about. None, right? Come here, buddy. Come here. <laughs> Come here. You want to make an appearance? Is Come the here. cat going to be the next? Oh, here you go. Here you go. This, this, this is for my buddies. It's almost like the new platform. This is there you go. platform. They'll put anybody on. A- as Fat Mike is going to go, hey, man, I kind of like that. That's kind of sexy. There you go. <laughs> You're just putting anybody on the platform now, huh? Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, kind of. Huh. Kind of. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Easy Glasker, a.k.a. Newman. <laughs> I don't know, Peter. It's going to be a great weekend. I'm going to have a lot of fun. All I know is I'm going to work about a half a day tomorrow. I'm going to come home. We're going to get some barbecue going. It's nice. nothing like playoff football. I, there really isn't. There playoffs. really isn't anything. Yeah, playoffs? playoffs? Are you talking about playoffs? Talking about playoffs? Now that, now that there's nobody on here, who do you think and I'm going to put this narrative to bed because I know someone's going to be knocking on the door. Let me in. Let me in. Who do you want to see as the Chicago Bears next head coach? I want to see Jim Harbaugh as the next coach with Vic Fangio. And I think they can turn it around in less than, I think it could be turned around in a year or two. Honestly, I think he can. What he did with the San Francisco 49ers. And the only reason why Jim Harbaugh was fired from the San Francisco 49ers is because of the stupid general manager that's with the Jacksonville Jaguars right now, Trent Baalke. It's not Jim Harbaugh and his performance. He got the most out of Alex Smith. He got the most out of Kaepernick, you know, before the kneeling thing. Just say it. I got to bring him in. Hold on. Yes. Hi, Mike. Oh, hello. Hi. How are you, buddy? Honestly, the, you're asking you're about say, who, who, who do you want to see hello? Your, your, Oh, 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 hey, hello. listen, on my old show in the Bucks report, we had the angry producer with Rick Hughes. Okay? Yeah. Now, this is not the angry producer. This is the cat that kicks the shit out of the angry producer. Okay? This, this is my boy there. right here. This is a beautiful this is pussy you got there, Harry. This is Inkers. <laughs> it's a beautiful pussy you got there. It's Harry. a challenge, Rick. It's a challenge. Bring out the angry producer. I got inkers over here. He's going to kick your ass. Easy, right? Glasker. <laughs> kick him. Easy. Hello, Glasker. Christopher Cole says, great show, guys. Thank you. Mike, say goodnight, my brother. Good night. But who I want to see is the Bears decks head coach. Honestly, yes. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Kellen Moore, in this order. Kellen Moore, defensive coordinator, Dallas Cowboys, number two. I want to see that guy, Brian Flores, here. Number three, uh, at, at that point, you're just shooting fish in a barrel. So go ahead. I'll take it. I'll take it. Bat Mike, have a good one. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Peter. Yeah. It's time, my brother. It is time. You know what time it is? Hmm. I don't know. What is What is it? What time is it? Is it time to know. promote? It's time to promote, sir. Yes, it is. There Give it, it is. your best, my brother. Hang on. Show me what time it is. What the, well, that's time right there. It's my time. It's the Sports Web Live on Monday and Wednesday nights on I Love St. Pete. Like and subscribe to the Evolution of Sports Talk Television on YouTube and do three things for me. Of course, I'll be here on 1252 on Friday nights with Harry the Greek. Three things. Write them down. There's a quiz afterwards, kids. Bring your passion. Bring your excitement. Just don't bring any nonsense. I'm your host, Peter Blake, your Rolex reporter.
and giving you <laughs> your Rolex reporter. You take care, Peter. All right, buddy. See oh, wow. Now that was an interesting night. We went a little over two hours. We went, we decided to go about 15 minutes early. Cause I, you know, anytime you have fat Mike on, we have a new guest on, we have to talk about a lot of different things. And I know sometimes it could be a little loquacious, but you know what? We all mean well, but don't forget, don't forget to tip your bartender on the way out. Only kidding. You want to tip us? Make us grow organically. Make sure you hit the like button. Subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Take a second. Put it on someone's timeline. Let them have a chance to go ahead and take a look at the show and all the wonderful things that 1252 Sports is doing. I mean, great shows. You got Fat Mike on Wednesday night. You got the recently retired, the legend himself, on Monday nights, Mr. Fred Hubner. On Sunday night, you're going to have David, oh my Lord, Schuster. Sorry, it's been a long day for me. And the list just continues to go on and on and on. And I promise you, in the middle of next season, a lot more exciting things are going to be coming through. They're going to be building websites, the whole nine yards. It's going to be a lot of fun. For all your news and information, make sure you tune in to 1252 Sports Entertainment in Chicago. I want to thank everybody for coming on tonight. We do have a couple of, uh, actually, I'm not going to go ahead and read any more of the comments because it's someone in my back room just hitting the hashtag love because we're feeling good. And as I always say, always, always, always say in gambling, keep your bets low and your returns high. Thanks for tuning in on 1252 Sports on the Over Under. I'm your host, Harry the Greek. We're going to see you next week, Friday night. You guys have a great evening.